Gotta be in my bonnet about it. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Rock on. Smoke on. Mwah. Spark one up. Get me a bottle of whiskey and a bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. We have blunts here. I've never done a blunt. I'd do one. It does seem a bit woozy, doesn't he? Once it was reluctantly aroused. It was hard to get it aroused, and it is hard to get it aroused, but we got it aroused. We'll never tell you how, but we got it aroused every Tuesday. That's right, and we're here for another one. On a magical token Tuesday, it is May 17th, 2022. You're listening to episode 161 of Bowl After Bowl, and I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And you are the bowlers that we love so much. Welcome. Welcome, bowlers. Thanks for tuning in, whether it's uh, in the middle of your week on your favorite nude podcasting app, or whether it's live right now as I'm speaking these words, either on the No Agenda stream or on the Bowl After Bowl stream. We're on the uh, cutting-edge apps that support live tag, like CurioCaster and, uh, of course, Podverse, the newest player in the game. No matter where you're coming from, we welcome you. We welcome you. Thanks for being here. Great time. Great time. It's been a great week. I feel like we've packed so much crap into this week. Uh, Just like we're getting pretty good at doing. Packing crap? Packing crap into the week. That's right. That's what we do. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Especially in a bear market, you know? You just gotta... You gotta double up on uh, getting things done. Smash buys. Driving. All the way up to my pop's house over and over again. Only thing I uh, wasn't able to pull off was enable craft, which I hoped to do. But, uh, alas, I'm a poor communicator. And, uh, my partner over there is, uh, is right on par with me, I think. <laughs> We're yeah. perfect for each other in that way. <laughs> So uh, hopefully soon, because I have so much to talk about and things have been stacking up and uh, we really want to get one done. Yeah, it's uh, falling off the rails. I know, I know. It was kind of a regular thing. It was like an every other week, uh, like clockwork. And then, you know, uh, fellas, fellas like us get busy, you know? You know. Running around. There's only so many balls you can juggle. Yeah. So well, many balls you can juggle. Running around. It's tough to uh, do shows from the road, too. I mean, today was a perfect example of juggling balls because uh, it's a prep week at work, which means I spend the whole week kind of getting ready uh, for a teach next week of a certain course. And uh, I had to have a meeting in the late morning to kind of go over some stuff with, uh, I'm going to be co-teaching this one. I'm going to dip in my toes into the water gently, you know, easing mm-hmm. myself in. Dip and, your toes. Uh, yeah, you dip the toes, you know, as you would. And uh, the way this is working... I had my little meeting and stuff, and then this meeting is going to turn into a bigger meeting because they're also doing curriculum changes and updates, and they want to bring the people who are working on the curriculum updates in. Mm. And uh, it was kind of looking like they weren't going to make it yet, and I was like, you know, I'd be happy to reconvene. It'd be cool to be reconvening maybe later in the afternoon because I am trying to get a sign in the yard. My aunt's listing this house, right? Yeah. (laughs) So it's like live. It's ready to be seen, but the sign's not there. The lockbox isn't on the door, and it's like, five minutes from the house it's like real if close that, yeah it's real close so uh i'm like yeah guys fellas 
just need to get this sign in the yard. Well, they then joined the meeting, like, right as I'm about to bow out. Uh, and so I was like, you know what? Ron, I'm going to take care of this real quick. I'm going to be right back. And thankfully, it's really cool to have a job that's, like, cool with that and has the flexibility of, like, yeah, you know what? Go knock in the sign and then just come back. Just left the meeting rolling down here in the basement and uh, ran and knocked that sign in. Mm. And I'm glad I did, too. Well, I'm glad for two things. I'm glad I went in and knocked the sign in. But then I'm also glad I forgot the damn key. I was going to say, you had to come back and go back to the house. I had the lockbox, I had the sign, knocked the sign into the yard, got the lockbox set up on my new listing. No key to put in the lockbox. I'm like, <laughs> womp, womp. shit. Classic me, right? So I... Call me. Call you. Zoom back to the house. And I'm like, oh, I have to find a key. This is a fun adventure. Bright red Kansas it, City it, Chiefs It wasn't key. far from where you thought it was. <laughs> it was in the general... It's always within an arm's reach. Within of an arm's reach. Yep. I know it's at. I know I said it within an arm's reach because I didn't move my ass. I just moved my arm. So grab the key, go back to the property. When I get back, my aunt is coming out the door, single-handedly carrying a couch out of the living room. What? <laughs> Gonna throw it in uh, her, I think it's an avalanche. It's like a short bed truck. Mm. So she was going to hump. She had two couches to get out of there. She was going to hump both of these couches out, I guess, by herself. Because nobody else was there at the house. Oh. Uh, so I was able to help her. Good. Both get the couches in the truck and strap them down properly. And did you say, hey, call me next time so you don't get a hernia? <laughs> no. Because you're no. literally around the corner. Nope. Stubborn. Yeah, well, she's just like, uh, she's yep. getting after it, man. Yeah. She's getting after it. Ready to sell the place. Mm-hmm. Feel that? I mean, yeah. I'm not ready to sell this place. We just put, got a chicken coop. That's right. The hens are loving that For new hen sake. house, man. Finally moved them in there. Yeah. They've been spending nights in there since, what, Friday night? Uh, Thursday, right? It was a day before we went up to your pops. Oh, that's right. And, um, yeah, that first night, we had to pick them up individually and put them in a coop. And yeah, we split them between two coops. They didn't know what four. the hell was going on with that ramp. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> they were weary of the ramp. Even though we put food on the ramp, we're like, come on, check it out. They were like, no way. And it was dark. We're like, eh, we got to put you in there by hand, which was hilarious. Uh, but the next night, they knew the drill. And they just went in there. Sun went down. They went in the thing. Oh, that reminds me. I didn't shut the door. I did. Oh, thank goodness. Because uh, that was my note to myself that I didn't write down. It was just a mental note. Hey. <laughs> it's like one more daily checklist thing to remember around here. before DH oh Unplugged wraps God. up, let's shut the door so that the chickens are safe for the night. Well, I'm thankful that you did that. Yeah. Well, when I went up uh, the first time, I went out because i was like hell maybe they're already in the coop you know i'm kind of interested in like when do they when yeah, do they walk up in there exactly are they ready for bed it's i want to like, know too it's like 8 15 8 30 somewhere in there okay because i think it was like eight it was almost 8 30 when i went out there and they were all in that coop so i just was right hey, good job ladies i slid the door shut they get all noisy and fussy and fidgety around that time at night too when they all get in the coop and then it's all like beep 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 they're just catching up on the day's activities. I suppose before they bed, are, you know, yeah. like a slumber party. And they like to squish into one of the little <laughs> nesting areas. They're so goofy. We don't what have do any. What do you call it? It's a nesting box. Nesting box. And uh, we don't have any straw or anything packed in there. We don't have like nesting material packed into the nesting boxes yet. So it's kind of like it's a metal floor with what uh, what little bedding they've managed to kick over that way. But they love it. They just all pack in there, all four of them they in lay on one top little of each nesting other. box. And they all go into the same coop. It's so, so weird. Which is nice because we had to add a water bottle to the coop. Yeah. And some food if we leave town for the night. 
visit your dad or something. Yeah, such if thing. we're staying up north overnight, then the next day, you know, we don't open the coop. They can still stay in there and have water and have food, have survive. what they need, have what they need, and be comfortable. I mean, they could survive. Survival is you can survive a lot of shit, but you want comfortably. Be, you want to be comfortable. You don't <laughs> comfortably want to. You don't want to just survive. You know, you want to thrive. Is uh, especially with chickens because they can survive, but if they want to lay eggs, they want to be comfortable. Yeah, and we want eggs. That's why we got them. But we're not going to get any eggs till like October. Yeah, but that's all right. It's worth the wait. And we uh, actually are maxed out on chickens now because you called me Sunday <laughs> morning when you were getting a key cut. I did for your truck for your dad, and you're like, "Hey, chickens at this place are half off, or chicks." They're half off, so... They clearanced them, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what do they have? And you give me, gave me the rundown of the breeds, and I'm looking them up. Well, one was the Bard Rock, which we already have two of. Right. And I didn't want to get two more of the same type just because of the slight age difference. I want to be able to distinguish them. Mm-hmm. So we had been eyeing Americanas, um, but they didn't have those. Yeah, just we, to get the green and blue eggs. Yeah, we wanted just some different variety in the egg. Yeah, because right now we have all brown egg layers, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, an egg's an egg. Exactly. But they had those. They had the silky Wyandots, the silver ones, and you were, we were both enamored silver, with them because yeah, they're so silver, pretty. Silver-laced Wyandot. Ah, uh, not silky. Silver-laced Wyandots, but... They look so pretty, so pretty. But they're, they're a little not, broody. Uh, they're show birds. Yeah. They don't produce as many eggs as the other ones we've got. Right. Then they had a Rhode Island of some sort. I think they had Rhodey Reds, yep. Yep, and uh, we got production reds in the bowl box right now. Yep. And then they had black sex links. Is that what they're called? That's right. <laughs> That's, yeah, so sex links. I looked them up. High egg producers. Yeah. And they're all black, so they look different than the barred rocks, which are black and white. They're black, but they have like a green kind of shimmer to some of their feathers. They have like a, some interesting little coloring. Well, the chicks look like little penguins. Yeah, the oh, chicks so have white bellies, cute. which those, that goes away when they get older. But yeah. So you brought home two more chicks. Two more, why and not? now that's enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we're maxed on our... <laughs> Uh, maxed on our roomage. Yeah. We'll probably expand the run to include uh, the whole under the deck space because it's not utilized anyway. Yes, yeah. But it's a project, you know, that we have to Correct. get yeah. to. I think we can bang it out in the next few months, though, for sure. Yeah. We actually have the poultry netting to go around it. Yep. We just have to kick out the net from behind the coop so that they have access to it. Yeah. And then get some pavers, I guess, around it. But, you know. One of the chicks is so sleepy all the time. She's so cute. But then she ended up having pasty butt, which we've been through before with the chicks. Yeah. So at least we knew how to take care of it. And it was like, okay, get the olive oil. Get some uh, Dawn soap. Give her a little cloth, hot cloth on the butt. Yeah. And uh, now she's doing great. Yep. So I'm just going to keep an eye on that. got to watch them vents, man. They get clogged sometimes in them little chicks. <laughs> yeah. Now the big ladies outside, they're good to go. Oh, yeah. And we were able to open the coop door today or the run yeah and let them wander the yard which was so cool yeah they love that the girls got to play with them so they're better than my weed whacker too as far as <laughs> yeah. getting the edges all trimmed up oh yeah they're fun and they're starting to come to you and you know be friendly which is cool new round of pets for the kiddos the kiddos love it oh, obviously yeah. and our elderly neighbor loves it every time i see him outside he's got a new thing to watch when he sits down and take a break from yard work so 
It's all good. It's all good. It's moving along. Getting the projects done. Just got to get some seeds in the ground. Yeah, we got to grow, grow a little more food. <laughs> yeah, get a little bit more food growing. And then that'll be uh, awesome. Peach tree is looking good. Yep. The peaches are growing in. And there we got are. some wild yard uh, Thanks onions Thanks to your uh, hand pollination techniques. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's right. It worked. Yep. So I'll do it every year, if that's what it takes, because those peaches are so damn good. They're juicy and sweet and everything that you never get when you buy them at the grocery store. Yeah, they're pretty nice. So good. Pretty nice. You know what else is pretty nice? Came in the mail the other day. Oh. Actually, I think it was yesterday. It was it? yesterday. You, so, you couldn't wait till the bowl to open it. No, I had to rip this one open right away because I knew what it was. Um... This is my boost hat from uh, Fountain. It's like Fountain's got a merch shop now, and oh. you got to check it out. They've got some really nice merch, and uh, I can vouch for the hat personally because it's all I'm wearing at this moment is this Fountain hat. Uh, it's an auto snapback, the premium snapback. Just ask the sticker, and uh, yeah, it's it's nice. It's thick, and uh, I'm trying to find a, a link to this merch. Oh, here we go. It's uh, shop.fountain.fm. How easy is that? So it looks like they got the hat, they got a t-shirt, a hoodie, and a mug. Boost! Good, uh, it's a good start. With the lightning bolt, I love that. Yes. Boost! So now I got a boost hat, I'm gonna wear this thing all over the place. It's like my new jam. Loving it. Thank you, uh, Sir Oma, by the way. Uh, he's the one that got me the hat. He won it from Fountain, and I believe a Twitter contest. And I'm just too slow on the draw of these Twitter contests because I log in like every other day and then I'll just like spam a bunch and then I'll just like forget about Twitter existing and then, I don't know, it's probably good. Probably yeah. good for me to just... Don't have notifications or the app on your phone or nothing. Right. Yeah, that is good. That's the way to do the legacy social medias if you're going to do them. So then I'll log in and I'll see like Fountain Post like some kind of contest and it'll be like, ooh, contest, send us a great meme. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll send a great meme. And then I'll realize, like, right when I send the meme, it's like, oh, yeah, that was 22 hours ago. And then uh, 17 hours ago, oh, congratulations to the winner. And I'm like, ah, damn it. I didn't see it in time. Those guys do quick contests, man. It's like, bam, yeah. bam, get it done. Same day. Hey, you didn't see it? Too bad. You got six hours. But uh, somehow, thanks to the generosity of Saroma, uh, he won and then said, hey, man, you want a boost hat? And I was like, do I want a boost hat? Are you shitting me? <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you. Thank yeah, you, Sir thanks, Saroma. That was such uh, a great surprise. You, I just see this box. You're like, yes. I was like, well, yes, because I just thought it was from my great or my grandma because she sends junk to the kids all the time. Yeah. Nope. It was for you. It was for the bowl, and you ripped right into it. And the uh, the postal workers also got a good rip into it too with the camera. There was like a big old hole at the yeah. bottom. Yeah. Yeah. They scope all the boxes that come to the bowl. Oh well. Yeah. That's their job, I guess. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. They never find anything fun. No. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Because uh, it's always either boost hats or uh, books and DVDs. Junk. from And, and clothes. Uh, and the fruit cakes. <laughs> like what about the instant mashed cakes. potatoes? Instant mashed potatoes. That was a great oh, one. Oh, and clearance peeps. Phoenix and Phone Boy can vouch that I got a box of instant mashed potatoes sent to me in the mail. The U.S. mail. That's how it goes, man. Yeah. This is the uh, life we live. <laughs> What can I say? People really live this way. It's true. Yeah. Well, you know, you can sprinkle it in some mashed potatoes in areas where the dogs don't go, and then if a mouse comes along and eats it, they'll blow up. Hmm. Pew! Fun fact. <laughs> I just about blew up the pew up. Yeah. Pew's coming through. Pew's coming through. Well, that's how we normally kick this thing off, right? By that's reminding everyone that Bowl After Bowl is a value-for-value value production. It's true. It's true. Uh, 
you know, some even say that uh, we push the value for value pretty hard. The bowl after bowl guys are pushing the value for value so hard. But really, it's just about the uh, the first rule of being a, stone, a smoker. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. I always want to say stoner, but the line is smoker. Stony smoker. And, uh, yeah, we push the value for value so hard. So hard. Because it's the way to be free. Not just for us, but for the audience, too, and for the content and for everything. Like, the whole show itself. Like, it's bigger than any one of us ever could even want to be, is this concept of value for value. Yes. And uh, the show is allowed to be free and be its own entity and be a natural entity because of it. It's not under some kind of control. It is just this magnetic field of value that people add value to, and it grows. And that's how it works. And... So stick around for a while and uh, you'll start to figure it out. It's basically free up front so you can listen to the bowl and you can pass the bowl. And that's really how the value uh, feedback loop starts. It's just by passing the bowl to the left like you've always done. And uh, from there, all we ask is, you know, think about the value you get out of it. Think about the value that you put into other stuff. Maybe you got a Netflix subscription. Maybe you got uh, a movie ticket. It's kind of rare these days, don't you think? Expensive if you do. The beauty about uh, value for value on podcasting 2.0, especially in dips like these that Bitcoin is undergoing, is this value can be fractions of a cent per minute. This value can be anything you determine. This value can be a special number of sats. Um, we just ask that you determine that and send back what you're getting out of it. You know, uh, that it's a pretty simple uh, proposition, and it seems to be working for the greater community, which uh, I really love seeing it expand. Yeah, we start. Uh, sorry, I was gonna say this is the revolution. Absolutely, it is. It's the freaking revolution. Freedom, so we don't have any commercials, advertisements, creepy corporate overlords. You know, no hands up our butts like puppets. Exactly. Yeah, I don't have to talk about what everyone else is talking about if I don't want to. And in the bowl, we like to keep it light and fun, except for all the uh, war on drug news. Yeah, you know, which you might not get many other places can't uh, avoid some of the bummer headlines uh, when you're looking at weed laws passing but uh, hey mm-hmm. what can you do yeah even some of the winds are really mm, well we want to thank uh, a couple of bowlers that came in with some value on the paypal which you can find appleafterbowl.com it's like at the bottom of every page there's like a little button um first with c-dubs he's got a monthly stonation coming in all right thanks c-dubs for 20 or 20 i think i have a joint for him somewhere don't i yeah right over there uh, see it no getting I close can't find it thank you for the value for value oh well thank him for the value for value <laughs> thank you for being a very very valuable bowler c-dubs we really appreciate it for certain uh also coming in with a regular donation a monthly donation of eleven eleven. angel number circus media Woo! thanks circus media thank you sir we had the chance to catch up with circus media yeah over the weekend on a phone call uh, which was great. Remember and phone calls? Yeah. Call. <laughs> we call people all the time. You need to call me on my cell phone. Sometimes I still do. Yeah, well, we called him on cell phone and uh, heard a rumor <laughs> he may be uh, flirting with starting a little podcast. Uh, a little podcast action, maybe. So. New podcast alert. Yeah, keep your keep eyes your out. Eyes peeled. Keep your eyes peeled. And the on, podcast uh, will reveal itself. Keep your eyes on uh, Circus <laughs> Media. And poke him. And get, make sure that he starts that podcast. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 
We also uh, had a great time with Rev Cyber Trucker, the yes. newly knighted Sir Rev Cyber Trucker. We didn't catch that Bulls with Buds interview. We went live right after the No Agenda show on Sunday, 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 and uh, had a hell of a time uh, with the Rev. You can check that out at bullswithbuds.com. And uh, if you're in CurioCaster, you might already know. You might be a little nosy new, and uh, you might be clicking on that upcoming episodes button and checking out our live tag that's been updated. It's reflecting the next Bulls with Buds, which we're going to have next Sunday. With the former Dame Jennifer, who I understand is a Viscountess now. Viscountess Jennifer. Congratulations, Viscountess Jennifer. Uh, We will have her on, be discussing the recent smash hit that was the uh, South Carolina meetup. And also, it's her birthday today, so happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, We have birthday karma yet? We have... May your bowls burn ever brighter. Oh, yeah. There's some... uh, I, she'll always be Dame Jen in our hearts, won't she? Jame Den. Jame Denifer. It's going to be tough to be like Viscountess Jennifer. But we'll see. Maybe she'll pick like a special name or title. I haven't heard the uh, update. But what an awesome lady. We we met her in Tennessee. Yes. She is the bee's knees. She's twice as cool as you think she is. And you already know she's pretty cool, but... And she's been a part of the bowl since uh, the revamp. That's right. Since, since the resurrection. Was resurrected. She was yeah. kind enough to uh, be the voice of our intro there. Um, You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. That's a drop I don't use often. That's just like the simple version. But she fucking nailed it on every take. Oh, yeah. Lorian and Spencer. I love that one. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, you have isolated the Spencer also. Spencer. I isolated yours too. Lorian. Yeah, but the Spencer's. <laughs> that activates the... Uh, Spencer. Something or other. The old it? almonds, right? The almonds yeah, are the definitely almonds. activated. No doubt about that. No <laughs> doubt about that. Well, you know what else is activated? Our node keeps getting activated. Well, your phone is activating something, I think. That's not mine. Pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty sure. Well, our node is activated by uh, all of the lovely helipad boosters that come along and they shove sats right into our node via the value tag podcasting 2.0 it's a magical thing and uh pulling up the helipad right now just to take a minute that's the uh wild pews that you've been hearing of course throughout the show you may be used to and uh god we really need to get off our butts and get like behind the schemes does and uh make our own story does where they've got the custom sound coming in that's a really great idea and uh Oh, oh this like is a thing about being do. bowlers, you know. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, I like. <laughs> what I like to do is like, uh, you know. Uh, you know. Yeah. Plus, uh, uh, yeah, we'll have to figure out a sound, too. Yeah. We talked about strikes. Strikes lanes, would be good. But... Strikes would be good. There's a few different. I really want custom levels, man. That's what, Yeah. like, because... For me, it's going to be so hard to pick one sound for every single boost. You know what I mean? I want, yeah. I want this and this and this and this. Kind of like uh, C-Dubs wrote the the boost bot to do the custom emojis. And Which you always see those flying by. Uh, we want to be able to do custom sounds too. So that's sort of part of my hesitation. But really, it's just an excuse. Yeah, that's all right. Anyway, let's read some of these boosts. What do you think about uh, reading oh, yeah. some boosts? The bowl is lit and live item tag is what we were all giddy about. Exactly. So... It is lit. We are. It's not. It's not like we're not doing anything over here, man. It's just lit. Uh, there's only so we're much a that we behind. can jam right. through the bottleneck. Uh, but this got jammed through. Thor the Wonder Hammer says boost. Oh, Thor is back. Out of fountain, thirty-four twenty-five sats. 
If you like that boost, wait till you see what happens next. Next is Phoenix uh, out of the Fountain app for a thousand sats saying, Saith the Podfather, Phoenix and Phoneboy are engaged. Woo! Podfather official. LOL. We'll explain in the chat. So look forward to that in the chat. Uh, or in a voicemail. Or in a voicemail or whatever. I'm sure that uh, the explanation will be forthcoming. Yes. In uh, one of my tabs here. And I might even see it one day. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't murder me if I don't see it in the chat, okay? Uh, somebody screen cap it when it goes by. The uh, next boost comes from Parvhat. He double boosted a 40, uh, 42.69. Woo! He's always boosting that CurioCaster live tag where we're going live. So uh, Thank you, Parvhat. Right at the beginning of the show, Parvhat. He's got it down to clockwork. Uh, 3.33... From Rev Cyber Trucker out of Fountain. Yeah, Rev. He says, boost and pants and boost and pants and boost. I have the boost hat. That's about as far as it goes right now. Uh, 7777 next up out of Fountain from Booberry. Aw, oh, Booberry, thank you. Oh, shit, yes. He says, I want to boost the very best like no one ever was. To boost oh, is my it, real test. Excuse me, you have to sing that boost. You sing it then. I can't see it. Can you move it to a screen where oh, I can goodness. see it? <laughs> Okay, I'll just lean over into your mic. Here, I'm coming over. Oh my goodness. Now you're fucking it up. Now you're. We're doing it live. I want to boost the very best. Like no one ever was. To boost is my real test. To boost them is my cards. I will boost them across the lands. Boosting far and wide. Each boost a gram to understand the power that's inside. Boost a gram. Just kidding. He didn't put Boostagram in there. I did. <laughs> <laughs> she had a Boostagram. I was Sounds feeling good. that shit. You were you, feeling that shit. You gotta sing Pokemon when it, you got the opportunity. Bro, I was just gonna fuck it up and make people even more mad. You were feeling that shit. <laughs> that you start wild. reading it and you like put your fist in the air. So I'm like, he knows what I, it is. I know the reference. I'm just not prepared <laughs> to sing it. The you whole just way weren't allowed to watch Pokemon as a kid. It's okay. It didn't help. <laughs> That didn't help. Uh, that didn't help. Wow. No, that was one hell of a boost. Thank you, boobs. <laughs> yeah, thank you, boobs. <laughs> boost me once. Shame on. Shame on. Boost can't get boost again. Uh, next boost up from NA Millennial out of Fountain 4200 Woo! sats. Thank you, Nom. And uh, stay stoned. He says, you can find me in St. Louis blowing chode weed. Oh, snap. <laughs> Be foodie. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, 35, 24 sats out of Fountain. Uh, yes, phone boy, your dick just donated. Whoa. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. Girls, go, go, go get go your get phone it. boy. That's what happens when you get a nude podcast app. Yeah. Your dick donates. It's true. Thanks, phone boy's dick. Yes, thank you, phone boy's dick, for stacking sats and sending him via Fountain. Uh, wow. Excellent. Excellent showing, you guys. I'm proud of you. Uh, you keep killing it, and uh, we very much appreciate it. Seriously. Thank you, bowlers. You are. That's why we put this up front, by the way. It can't be stressed enough. Like, you're the reason that this thing uh, keeps going and keeps improving and uh, evolving, and you're a part of it. It's not just us sitting here in a basement. It's a whole group of people across the country and across the planet who uh, take a common interest and have a common uh, thing that we all get to uh, get together to do. Every week. So it's very much appreciated, and it's it's pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. 
And that uh, usually well, kind of... I was going to say there's a very simple way to add value. Yes. If you uh, don't have much time and you don't have a nude podcast app, your treasure is, you know, your treasure. Might be locked up in securities and whatnot. Yeah. And that is to participate in our weekly first time I ever topic. Uh, this week, the topic is the first time I ever lost something important. And if you want to tell us about losing something important, you can call... Call 816-607-3663 and the play of Yeah, we will. We'll play them on Bull After Bull. Unscreened. Yep, just kind of clicking through there. I, I'm trying so hard to say important with both T's <laughs> because so many times in casual conversations with non-agenda listeners, I talk about how, oh, ca- did you catch that? There's no T's. It's important. important. And so then I just start saying it like... Uh-oh. Is is the uh, brain virus a, affecting a you? A low IQ person. Well, I, I just... When you say something out loud too many times, mm. it becomes like a physical habit, I think. I see. And now I've been dropping the T's to joke and look at me. Look at it's a you. tea dropper. I said important the first time and then I lost one the second time. I was like, no. How could you? <laughs> the How brain you? virus. Oh, man. The millennialism that is my life. No. Well, there is a one brain virus that it's okay to catch and that's a this brain virus right here that's right uh stack sats and build a node with us that's what uh Woo. that's what you want to catch especially right now it's cheap right now we're looking currently at the uh, Clark Moody dashboard, which we love to play around with and kind of just peep at and uh, look at all the numbers going up and down and all around and learning more every time you look at that. I, that's why I love using, uh, you go to ClarkMoody.com. Clark Moody is a Bitcoin developer and he has a dashboard and uh, that dashboard tells you all kinds of stuff. It starts at simple stuff like the current price of Bitcoin, just above uh, 30K right now. We're getting almost... 3333 33 sats the dollar right now. And that wow. is a beautiful number. That is the number I love. You love it. Uh 3313 sats a dollar right now. Uh but they got some cool stuff including the mempool, how many transactions are in there, the uh V size there, um pending fees, the blocks to clear and the mempool's back down to one block finally. Wow. It's very clogged for the past week, but uh now that we're back down to one block Hey, who wants to do a ring of fire? Hit me up. Thinking about it. Ooh. I have some liquidity now because of Dip World, so uh, we can do rings of fire. Dip, dip, dippity. Might get uh, a couple channels going for you as well over there on the uh, on the Humbrel. On the Humbrel. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, another thing on the off-chain uh, list, KC Bitcoiners this Thursday is the next KC Bitcoiners meetup. All right. Going to be getting together at the new Chicken in a Pickle. Oh, I haven't been there. uh, Over in Overland Park. Oh, a new location. Yes. I haven't been to the old location. Old location. I think the original one's in uh, North Kansas City. Yeah, over the bridge. Right on the other side of the river there. But yeah, they got an OP location now. So Thursday the 19th, that's two days from tonight, 
two nights from today. And uh, 6 o'clock, that's when you want to show up. You can uh, shimmy in there around 6.45 and still uh, be there for opening announcements, usually. That's what's going on. Also, I don't know um, too much about this. I need to dive in more. But something came across my radar today because uh, some of my KC Bitcoiners boys over at the Orange Pill Addicts podcast gave this a shot today. It's called Vita. It is a new streaming app. You can find it at vita.live. And uh, it can essentially integrate your Twitter in with your Node in with Mm. uh, a couple other things. And essentially, you can set uh, a sat rate for calls and for messages. Uh, You can... Uh, set up an auto bot for your DMs <laughs> so people can like just get an auto responder to your DMs and it tells them, hey, send me a message on Vita for Satch and I'll pay attention to it. And uh, you also can do some live stream video from that son of a oh. bitch. So um, it's kind of interesting. Um, as with many things in this space, it's not necessarily super intuitive. So I've just kind of been pouring through it. Uh, the the thing today they had going. Um, they had a couple audio hiccups, and so I was also in the call uh, in my work meeting <laughs> and trying to figure this out. So doing a lot of things at once, you know, but it, it definitely interests me. And all of the Bitcoin Twitter uh, who's who's are in it, including, you know, Dorsey and Jack Mahlers and Odell and mm. Marty Bent and, you know, the who's who of schmooze in the uh, Bitcoin Tweety world. So it uh, looks interesting, looks promising. Uh gonna look into it further i figured booberry i see booberry in the chat he's loving the bleeding edge of all this kind of stuff so uh it might be something that we explore i don't know of course we said that about uh, zion and i still haven't touched that thing so <laughs> who knows man who knows this is another thing that's out there but i figured i would bring it to the uh cocaine shit stain segment so that people could maybe take a further look at it it's very interesting stuff i feel like this could be like an updated bunny lebowski iso <laughs> like <laughs> I'll talk to you on the phone for 100,000 sats a minute. <laughs> Let me just go find a cash machine. Oh, gosh. I had a note for this segment. No shit. All right. Let's hear and it. And it was called, thanks for taking me on as your student this week to practice uh, your new curriculum. Oh, absolutely. We ain't even done yet. No, I know. We just started. That was we also, very cool, though. So, uh, I'm using your old computer, so there were some undoing that we had to go through, which your normal students won't have to go through. Yeah, well, basically but, you were signed in as my GitHub user still on my old... Uh, yeah, but now I am a GitHub user. Oh my God. What? Lorian has a GitHub. Guys, it's like official. <laughs> Get to the fucking bunker. <laughs> I'm going to be uh, punching some code in somewhere. Yeah. But you're walking me through the... Uh, your first week curriculum, I guess. Yes. Is the plan. Yeah. So that you have a run through and you can iron it out with me. And uh, I'm happy to inform you right now for the first time that I got the uh, Zoom credentials that allows me to oh, good. have a paid license thing that work buys for me. Sweet. Because we got kicked off every 40 minutes. Yeah. Now. You can only do a 40 minute meeting. It's so that was lame. Lame. Zoom. Yeah. Zoom is I also said worst. things where I thought, ooh, Zoom might ban you if i keep talking zoom sucks zoom but, sucks uh, what can you do you use it for work and uh, for what we do it's one of the better tools well, out there so you use jitsi i was gonna say we hopped on jitsi for a few minutes jitsi has its own certain limitations you know yeah uh especially when it comes to screen sharing and playing with audio cards while you're screen sharing yeah. and uh it was a bummer 
you know. What can you, you do? You unfortunately in this world get what you pay for, and when it comes to software, you you either get you get stuck in one of your holes, no matter what. Pretty much seems yeah. to be the uh, seems to be the way. <laughs> when I ma- I made a, a repository last night, yeah, remotely and a local one, but they're both private, so no one would ever see that on my GitHub. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. ISO. We got to be writing down these time codes. I swear, <laughs> Cotton Gin's pointing them out. Pointing them out. Is there an ISO bot now? Uh, so I did want to say that uh, Servo uh, ran with my suggestion to make a time code bot, and uh, it's in Gal. Oh, and he's telling me I don't need to write them down. Look at that. It's already probably Whoa. working, and I'm just too dumb and not glued to the chat enough to uh, figure it out. But yes, uh, Gal is in our chat now. Hello, Gal. And uh, she's hanging out, looking all sexy over there. Welcome, Gal. Good to see you. Pay no attention to Chad. Um, I've been meaning to invite <laughs> you to the bowl for a while. It's just like, you know, I can't me. You know. I got nervous when I talk to gals. <laughs> That's the problem. But uh, yeah, welcome. Welcome, Gal, and thanks for tracking these uh, time codes for me. I'm yeah, glad. That's very cool. These, these bowlers have my back. This is another uh, value for value in action. It's like you're helping literally produce the show in the chat room. And if you go to bullafterbull.com and click on Listen Live, you can get your ass into the bull and chat away as well and help produce the show. And if you teach me code fast enough, I'll just redesign the website because I'm sick of waiting. Oh, my God. <laughs> Calling me out. Wow. Zowie. I well, like you got that. you got more important things to I like work that. on. Well, important. I I did uh, launch the preliminary work on the Demu app, and you know what? I'm just gonna lean into it and start talking like that because huh. I like Demu, and uh, no one has come up with better shit than that yet. So my Demu app that we're working on, uh, basically, I just wrote a readme, and I invited three students so far, and I'm seeing if there's interest. But what's what they need to first do is look at a few different. Uh, new podcasting apps and I didn't even tell them which ones I just said hey at least three you need to like use at least three and just kind of see the experience see what happens hell maybe I even send them some sats to like plug the shows and stuff um, just to see that part of the experience but uh, I was like just at least check them out and then also sent them the docs to the podcast index API and I basically was like look here's what we're gonna do we're gonna make an app that is the music version of these new podcast apps. It needs to be able to get all of the content that uh, Podcast Index hosts that has a medium tag of music. Everything with music and a medium tag, we want to pull in. That's our content. And then we want to be able to stream these payments. I'm really looking at this wallet situation because I know a lot of uh, the apps use Pay. And at least for what I want to do, Pay, at least for the beginning to bootstrap the thing, is going to be prohibitively expensive. So maybe there's an Ellen Bit solution. Maybe we uh, dedicate a node to just doing that kind of stuff. Uh, I looked into it for Painter's Story, but I wasn't really able to scratch the surface deep enough in the time allotted uh, with the other things that were going on. So um, that's something that's kind of my plate stuff. And um, yeah, that's that's what it's got to do. And then I want to also build into that same app the ability to onboard mu- uh, musicians, the ability to come in to the same Demu app and publish to the app that's going to serve it, you know? I mean, you should be yeah. able to just give the same app. I mean, it's just a web form. It's all it's going to be. It's a web form. And, uh, you know, then there's the question of, do we provide hosting or 
do you self-host? Do you make them self-host? Uh, if we can find some kind of hosting situation or partners or something, somebody figure out the hosting problem, that would make it that much easier. And then uh, maybe that's a service. Maybe you can self-host for free or you can pay us to host your shit. Um, that part is kind of TV, TVD right now. But that's kind of my ultimate vision. The app, a music experience, a music forward experience, pulls in all the content. And you know, there's not that many feeds with a medium tag right now. I don't know the exact number off my head because I haven't uh, pinged it for uh, quite some time. But I mean, there was like a dozen or two when I looked like months back. Um, there may there may be more than that now. But it's really one of those chicken egg problems that we can solve just by being a chicken squeezing out an egg. Once this app exists, especially if it has an onboarding option for artists to just be like, oh, you want to see your shit in this same app that you're listening to this music in? Uh, click here. Boom. You know, upload art, fill out the form that says your track and your album names, credit anybody you want to credit. Um, the ability to add an Ellen URL to all this stuff is going to be game changing too. And I've just been playing with Ellen Bits, by the way, to take it a little bit back to this Vita thing. Um, that's how Vita connects to a node. So Vita takes like, I don't know, they take like 20% in fees. Ooh. But they cut it in half to 10% if you hook up to a node. And if the way you hook up into a node is a smart way to do it. They make you do a separate wallet, a separate Ellen Bits wallet that you just plug into. And so it's not like using your entire wallet on your node, like the base wallet. It's just using a um, partitioned wallet with only sats dedicated to the Vita app. So you can't, uh, you can't really uh, go wrong with, with that. Gonna, you know, you're limiting your risk by partitioning off what that app even has access to in case the shit hit the absolute fan, which I think like it would be good to do that for Sphinx too. Um, it's possible, but you kind of have to do it yourself. The cool thing about Vita is it forces you to do it that way. It's like, no, plug in a, an Ellen Bits wallet. Smart. Very smart. I liked that about it. And maybe there's a solution like that for, uh, for the DMU app. I'm not sure. Like I said, it's super pre preliminary now. Really, I told the, the students I added to that repo, I was like, for the next few weeks, like, just play with these apps and we're not touching code. We're not even going to talk about, like, what language we're building the app in. We're not doing anything about anything. We're just familiarizing ourselves with, like, the vision. So will you be starting a DMU podcast with these students? No. Oh. No. No, because that already exists. <laughs> it's called Ablecraft. And, uh, ah, yeah. All of the updates that happen through that will be brought to Ablecraft. Sweet. Yes. You're going to pull your students into Ablecraft someday? Maybe. I don't know. I can't Maybe. call them your students. They've graduated. Yes. Your my friends. My free labor friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's for experience yeah exactly valuable exactly. experience and for their part uh i give them major kudos because uh they're finding uh one of the most frustrating things starting off in development is that like all of these finger wag entry level positions seem to require two to five years experience for an entry level position right and when you come out of a code boot camp you know you have four months of nose to the grindstone work in a sick portfolio and you have no industry experience, uh, none. So what they want to do is start an LLC and help develop uh, web apps um, at a discount for certain places and also like do a charity one, like, um, you know, so like businesses can apply and if 
if they win the whatever, if they're chosen, they can be like the charity one that gets a app built for free and then everyone else can get a discounted. Oh. Um, essentially like, uh, you know, you get cheap haircuts at the, at the, where the students are learning. Exactly. At the salon school. Yeah. They want to do some kind of version of that. Um, and then they can just churn through students that are looking to build real world experience to then get that, um, first foot in the door. And That's awesome. In the, in the web dev world, once you get that first position, then you can leverage it into leapfrogging all over the place. But it can be frustrating when everybody's telling you, you need two to five years of experience in, you know, all of these fucking just starting out type situations, like junior dev stuff. And so. another thing that I thought about when you graduated after four months of coding day in and day out was, well, shit, if you don't keep coding, you're going to lose that knowledge. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that you definitely lose it if you don't use it. Yeah. Uh, even, even for a few days, man, like... Um, yeah, you got to pluck away at something every day. Like, you have to walk away periodically, but if you stay away for too long, when you come back, you're like, what the fuck is all this? Yeah. It's a weird, weird world. It's, like, one of the strangest uh, hobby slash... Um, that's not the word for it because it's it's um it's, it's like hobby events. slash career but like all rolled into i don't know the whole milieu and the whole universe of that play it's just so fucking strange much of it is frustrating it's like tower of babel on steroids smoking mm. crack Damn. absolutely sorry i stepped on you saying that no it's all right but yeah it, uh, it seems that way i gotta reread chapter one of automate the boring stuff <laughs> no, you don't. no no let's go to chapter two when we sit back down uh, I would forget all the terms I learned. Uh, I think I think it was in the morning is what we did. So that's what I always put. You can when it's like do step put two. some test uh, text here. You test won't be text. You won't be lost by going to chapter two. Okay, but yeah, that's my that's my shit stain. That was a pretty good one. Yeah, great shit stain. Thank you. Mopping it up. Well, uh, the magic number was everywhere this week, and I'm not sure why. Interesting. These, but these come and go. It's like ebbs and flows with this magic number stuff. Ebbs and flows for sure. The biggest story, I think, was that the super flower blood moon of 2022 was the longest total lunar eclipse in 33 years. Wow. And you got a telescope set up and everything to I look did. at it. That we was pointed, cool as hell. We pointed a telescope at it. The girls looked through one for the first time. Yeah. They were into it, and it uh it lasted quite a while. We got to watch it fade in and fade out. Yep. That was fun. Up was at your pretty... pops where there was much less light pollution. It really didn't look like much to the telescope because, I mean, when you think about it, a telescope, it's like it works from light, you know, going into it, and an eclipse is a big-ass shadow, so it's kind of hard to see. Yeah. You can see it. It gives you a new appreciation for just the naked human eye because the human eye can see some wild shit. That's very, for sure. It's very good at seeing. Just try to take a picture of it with any camera, and then you'll understand how cool the human eye is. My favorite part of that experience was that there was a bat flying around, and your dad came out, and we had just talked about the bat, and your dad's looking at the moon, and then he's like, whoa, did you see that? What was that? This is bat country. <laughs> uh, no, he was thinking it was an alien. <laughs> and then we're like, there's a bat flying around. Right. Kind of freaking me so, out, man. You know, you get your eyes locked in on something, and something just flies past it. You're not sure, like, how close or far it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't know if you knew this, but May 2022 has seen 33 mass shootings so far. I did not. That seems high. Yeah. Mass May shootings, is glowing. Mass shootings were like, wow, I am really high really high you know they had a list though here of all the mass shootings that have happened this year 
month to month. And and what I, is it like? I, what is a mass shooting like? Three or more people get hit by bullets. Well, let's see if they define it in the article. I would guess it's three plus. That's it. Sounds like a good number. Or is it two um, or more? Four or more people. Four or more. Okay. And well, that's, that's defined like... by the Gun Violence Archive. I see. Which may be where they're getting their data from. Three would be a magic number, and you know there'd be more incidents to put in there. Oh, yeah. For sure. They fucked up. Um, yes. May is not the highest month, though. April had 57 mass shootings. Holy Moses. March had 42, February had 36, and January had 34. So actually, right now, May is the lowest number of mass shootings. But of course, there's still two weeks left in the month. Yeah, I was going to say we're just barely over halfway through it. So, so you know, keep it glowing in the USA. Oh, yeah. Fuck glowies. <laughs> Fuck glowies. Go blowies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, this is a great story I saw the day after the bowl last week. Morgan Hill, California weed farm bust finds 33 firearms. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And you know, it's you can't have guns in pot. Not in this country. That's especially a felony. Not, especially not 33 of them. Uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, law enforcement destroyed 2,000 plants, took in nine pounds of bud for evidence. Finger wag. Evidence. Mm. Um seized thousands of rounds of ammunition on top of the 33 guns. So there's your pennies for heaven. Yikes. Pennies from heaven for you. Um, and because it's California, they're investigating the environmental violations <laughs> that were going on <laughs> oh, at no. the Grow. Oh, no. They d- cited that diesel fuel may have been dumped into the water supply, though. Oh, that's pretty fucked which up. Is, that's fucked up and has nothing to do with growing pot plants. Yeah, I'm thinking... I would say. Uh, it's kind of funny, the idea that uh, growing plants would be detrimental to the environment. Right. But, uh, but the dokey. way we, well, the way things have to operate, maybe they were all hydroponics, you know, oh, indoors but, using electricity. Oh, you gotta use lights, it's electricity, <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's electric. No, they were probably outside. You well, know, nobody ever fucking talks about the carbon footprint of fucking TikTok videos making you more retarded every three seconds. Giving people fake Tourette's, wannabes. Fuck. Fuck. Electricity's bad unless it's used to melt your mind and make you stupid. Then it's fucking excellent. <laughs> Jump up and down about it. Yeah, there's a lot of terrible things they don't talk about. <sighs> Makes but... me sound like a fucking old man is what it does. Oh. S- Gotta be in my bonnet about it. <laughs> old man, look at my weed growing hydroponically. Yeah. No, I want to grow it outside in the sun, but, you know, if they fly over, then you're in big trouble. Yes. Even if it's a hemp plant, because they can't tell the difference. No. Can't grow hemp without a fucking license. And they're still going to probably fly over you and extort money from you. But anyways, that's a topic for a different section of this (laughs) podcast. Um, Surprisingly, no arrests have been made in connection to this farm. So it must have been one of many properties. And no one lived there, you know. Or they were like, fuck, feds are coming. Let's get the fuck out. They got the tip. (laughs) They bugged out. Boogied on down the road. Yep. Got the hell out of Dodge, California. Just kidding. It was Morgan Hill, <laughs> which I don't know where that is, but my geography is not good. And I had two little bonus uh, magic numbers because, like I said, they were just all over the place. Whoa. Just, like, hit me in the face. $33 million is available in FEMA funding right now. Oh, shit. When it comes to uh, damn safety. Yeah. I like money, though. So if you are a damn safety expert oh i'm damn safe 
all the time. I'm damn dangerous. So I know I'm not getting that cash, but there's 33 million bucks available. I like bucks. From the uh, Dusty Man administration through FEMA. So someone's going to get it. And 33 people were shot in Chicago this weekend. And that's all. I have to cite it every time it happens. It seems low. The bull's keeping a... <laughs> it, it might be low, but every time there's 33 people that get hit with bullets, I log it in the bowl. Yeah. And someday we'll be like, wow, look yeah, at all these magic like, number uh, shootings. You like a massive um, project here. <laughs> yeah. It's a service to the community. It one, is. One day when we have all this in a uh, our own little database that we've built for it, be able to like uh, put a little heat map on the 33s and see where like... What months are hottest and what weeks and all that kind of shit. And why? Like, what else was going on? Yeah. What does the 33 mean exactly? It'd be like the Charlie Days with the pins on the board. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yarn Where was the money going in relation to those 33s? Because it's always pay? about. It's always about following the money. Yeah, you got to follow the money. Coof stories were up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Just like the magic. Oh, these are magic number stories, so. <coughs> oh, shit. Yeah, people are coofing. 33 new cases in Carter County, Kentucky. Gujarat, India, Punjab, India, famous for the, or is it Punjab? I don't, because I say Punjab not, you know, raise mm. your fist to the level of your eye. Always heard Poon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, but if the Phantom of the Opera is after you, raise your fist to the level of the eye so that when he throws that Punjab knot around your neck, <laughs> you don't fucking choke to death. I believe it's pronounced vagina. Yeah. And Sudbury, Canada, had 33 new cases. Oh, boy. Then there were 33 deaths on Prince Edward Island, but really it was only one this week. They just said it for a total of 33 in the uh, month to get 33 in the headline. God, they always work it in there, don't they? They have to. they got to massage that 33 into the headline. Yeah, they wait. Because for th- for the four weeks of this month, they haven't been like, there were two deaths, or two, yeah, two new deaths on the thing for a total of 28 total, you know? Holy Moses. Like, it just, they just wait till the 33 deaths number comes in, so. Ah. Ah. Uh, and as we head behind the curtain, a new study came out. Study after study. Uh, but this one suggests, as bowlers may be aware, that active pot users who were hospitalized with the COOF had better clinical outcomes compared with non-users, including decreased need for ICU admission or mechanical ventilation. And I think part of that might also just be that pot users were like, they're like, we're going to hook you up to the vent. They're like, fuck, no, you're not. (laughs) I know what happens on those. Those are death machines. I was dunking on some idiot on Twitter who was like uh, saying something about the the potheads being like... um, it just makes you obedient. <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, how the fuck has being in violation of federal law for my whole adult life made me seriously. more fucking obedient, you dumb fuck? Now, when there's government weed that starts coming out after federal fake legalization happens, sure, I could see well, that. Yeah. I mean, all the people who never smoked a joint in their life until like the last couple of years. Yeah. They're under gonna... like Fetty programs or state, I mean, state programs, like... Maybe there's an argument to be made there, but the weed didn't make them that way. No, certainly <laughs> let's just not. put it that. So let's just say that. Uh, the pew, by the way, I heard a pew as we were coming back here. Yes, that me was, too. That uh, was Fletcher out of Fountain. And you know what he said? What did he say? He said, Confucius say 70 minus 1 equals dinner for two. 69! Oh. 69, dudes! 69, Woo. 69 sets. Thanks, Hell Fletcher. Hell yeah. Thanks, Fletcher. Wise man say. That. Oh, um... 
I thought I heard something. I thought I heard something over here in the bowl. What could oh? it be? Hey, good old shoe. Good old shoe. That's right, good old shoe. She's oh, back in the news. She's back. I missed her so. Yeah, well, you know they can't keep her out of the news. She's the good old shoe. We gotta keep talking about her till her welcome home party in the next few weeks, right? Yeah. Some people are feeling down, but her attorney is feeling up. Brittany Griner's detention has been extended a month in Russia. So she's going to have to wait another month for the trial, I believe. But she was able to meet with uh, some U.S. ambassadors or whatever. Oh, cool. Whoever's handling this, her attorney, I guess. So. Sounds like a fun powwow. Yeah, the attorney was like, it's all good. I'm feeling great. She's wrongfully detained. We're going to bring her home. You know they are. And you know they'll have some good videos to play at the women's basketball events. Always. And pro- maybe a new song. It might be an old song. It might be a good old shoe song. <laughs> but it could also be a new song. They're going to find it in the Library of Congress somewhere? Yeah. And it was always there. Right under our noses. We had no idea. They definitely didn't write it and then add it to the history books. Nope. But anyways, good old shoe was a reference to the movie Wag the Dog. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a great one. It's required watching. It is required watching. For the No Agenda crowd. For sure. And the bowl after bowlers. And any retard with a blue and yellow profile picture also. You gotta watch uh, Wag the Dog. Yeah. Very important programming. (laughs) Uh, The World Economic Forum is coming up. That's happening next week, I believe. May 22nd and the 26th. Aw. Ending on the Wolf Cub's birthday. And they are hosting a medical psychedelic house of Davos program. (laughs) Wow. Davos, Davos. How do I pronounce that place? I haven't been there. I don't know. I haven't done a lot of different drugs. Well, the people who are going there sure have, because they're going to have 40 sessions with different speakers. So they got a whole line up here. Researchers, entrepreneurs, investors, uh, shamans. I love that. They literally wrote that in the article. They have shamans coming. I'm like, hmm, people who call themselves shamans. Hmm. Shamans. <laughs> it's a shaman. Shaman. Yeah. Uh, Specifically yeah. for, there is one who is like a DMT shaman or expert. I would just call it like a uh, like a trip therapist. You know, I, I don't like sure. the word therapist either, though, but like a trip guide. A trip sitter. Sure. A trip sitter. And then uh, an ayahuasca trip sitter ayahuasca ayahuasca yes i had a professor <laughs> in college who you sat through her class with me because it was on shamanism uh that was the class and she always said ayahuasca and she had done ayahuasca <laughs> she was ayahuasca, <laughs> she was ayahuasca. but yeah. that was a cool class and she talked about her trip experiences as a kid from fever dreams because she was very sickly all throughout her life that was cool anyways so there are some there are some shining lights in the college experience, just not many. Yeah, and you have to like drop in to get them. <laughs> like, exactly. Or hopefully you do, because you don't have to pay for that. A lot of people don't know you can just show up to uh, a lot of college courses. Be what's called they call it auditing, but uh, oh, yeah, it's not. Uh, it is a thing. You can look into it, and there's like a you know courtesy ways of doing it, but uh, you can just show up to some college courses. That was one of those great classes because there were only 10 to 12 students in it and we all sat in a circle and just had conversations. That's the way I imagined college. Right. Like specialized classes where it's like, okay, let's talk it out. 
But I don't know if they'll be talking it out at the uh, WEF, the World Economic Forum. I imagine they will. Uh, they might be tripping it out, although they say there's going to be no drugs on the premises. Which well, that sounds fucking, like fun. They say that everywhere, you know? Yeah. This is yeah, the global exactly. elite. Come on. They can do whatever they want. You got a CYA, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see, uh, you know, if some demons get summoned or there starts <laughs> to be some serious glitches in the Matrix on that uh, during that time. We'll see. We'll see what happens, uh, you know. Keep an open mind. Maybe man. people will uh, eat their friends over there, you know, <laughs> destroy themselves. That could also happen. So my mind's open. You're I'm going to be paying attention. You're uh, a wishful we'll thinker. <laughs> no. I should probably try it. I'm a real genuine optimist. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, not really, though. <laughs> the Department of Justice has advised the U.S. Supreme Court not to take up any cases concerning workers' compensation when it comes to medical pot use. And their reasoning is, oh, we're heading towards federal legalization congress is taking steps in the right direction so just like you know congress and the federal government sorted out you'll just get in the way yeah of course which i love yeah because uh, it's the, the only steps taken thus far that are meaningful at all have been directly citizen driven yeah you know and they cite the more act which is like oh yeah pass the house what five times six times no yeah well, not that many but well two, two. yeah two Two, I believe, and it's still not law. I'm thinking of the Banking Act. That one always passes, because, duh, and then it just gets removed yep. from the budget they put it in. But here we are. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't allow workers to get their compensation if they're injured on the job and prescribed pot for their injuries. No, 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 no. The feds will do that someday, but not right now. All right, now. That's too you're going to complicate things. Yeah, once the Republicans get their shit together and work with us, then we can have that. <laughs> yeah. No fingers were pointed other than that. The U.S. Supreme Court just saying, like, you're too stupid to handle this. Yeah. But the cases come out of Minnesota. And, yeah, both of them were employees who were hurt on the job and then got uh, the medical pot recommendations and can't get workers' comp to cover it, which is stupid. Because they've gotten rulings in both of their cases, which is why they obviously appealed to the Supreme Court. They just rule federal law prohibits pot and yep. that preempts state law. Yep. The old sit-on-your-hands approach. Yeah. Plus you get into, well, you know, dispensaries and licensed businesses that sell pot can't use banks or financial institutions. You think insurance companies want to get involved with that shit? No. Yeah. Well, granted, though, uh, just for devil's advocate... If if there's a branch of government that you want as the sit your sit on your hands every time branch, it is the judiciary. Like they can't change anything; they just have to read what's there and uh, say what's there. You know, yeah. The federal laws are fucked up. Oh, for sure. And there's no unfucking it, I guess. Not from the bench. Through the bench, yeah. Yeah, well. Because uh, you know the Constitution is like me. They just look at it and go me. It's kind of under all this other bullshit that we look at. <laughs> Yeah, well... I think all this other bullshit should be under the Constitution, personally, but whatever. What do I know? Just a fucking idiot. Well, I'm just a fucking idiot that thinks you should just remove pot from Schedule 1 Controlled Substances Act because it's already being recommended for medical use, and Schedule 1 suggests that it has no medical usage. So, do-do-do. Yeah. But here we are. Not enough research, right? Yeah. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah, not enough research. And that's a f lie. Maybe we could get an emergency use authorization for pot. Yeah. 
<laughs> no. Until there's more research. <laughs> that would be cool. Fuckers. But if they didn't do it during the scamdemic, that's not they're, gonna happen. They're, they're fucking... I, I know exactly what they are. <laughs> I can tell you. Uh, they're fucking full of shit. They go. are. All we get from them is lies, lies from tiny eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm not... I think this story came... First, in California, there was a fourth grader who brought edibles to school. They looked like Skittles. They decided to share it with their classmates during recess. And uh, that freaked parents out, obviously. But no one was hospitalized. So go California school. You did something, right? You just sat the kids down and gave them water and were like, nah, you're just high. Yeah. You'll be okay. I love hearing that. No students hospitalized. They're also in fourth grade. Might be old enough to know what's going on. You know, when you think about it, that whole term hospitalized is can be a total misnomer, you know, like if somebody's freaking out and somebody else is panicked, rushed to the hospital and people are just like running around like fucking uh, screaming chickens, anyone can be hospitalized for literally nothing at all. Like hospitalized. Oh, he's yeah. hospitalized. And they put you on an IV drip with water in it. Yeah. That's hospitalized, though. But I, uh, someone know, brought you, you to write, the hospital. You gotta write the headline that pulls you in. You know, get you reading it, get you clicking on it, sharing it with your friends on your face bag. Well, they didn't have the term hospitalized in this headline because no one went to the hospital. No, that's good. That's good. It just it just conjured the thought. But they did put skittles in the headline because it was skittables like cannabis candy. Skittables. Which I just call them edibles or edibles. You know, huh. I don't call edibles candy. Even though I guess technically it is. If they are supposed to taste like Skittles. Tastes like candy because it's made from candy. <laughs> but this prompted an, a warning to come out from the FDA uh, about copycat edibles. Which has been a running theme from the FDA and companies and such. And they had some pictures of things. And a lot of them I thought were just shit packaging you could buy from China to put your buds in. Um, but... But then I looked up some of these companies. For example, they showed nerd ropes that are edible. And I was like, what? And it really had the little nerd cartoons and it says fucking nerd ropes on it. And then I got, I found this company, you know, okay, so it's nerds, right? The real one is nerds. Right. With an S. Nerds ropes. That's a real product. From the Wonka guys, right? Yeah. These are nerdropes.com and you can buy your medible nerd ropes on there with the same fucking cartoons and font and everything and i was like okay that's a good one they're out of colorado do they sell gummy nerds <laughs> yes perfect but they also sell unmedicated nerd ropes oh so they just like make this candy so just rip like it off blatant rip off but what i don't get is then they have the if you cook on the about us they've got the history of nerds like the real ones so it is, it's just a blatant ripoff. Oh, now the website's down. Uh-oh. <laughs> now it's, now it's, everyone's going to think I'm a liar. You oh, killed no, them. No, it's .org. I'm sorry. Oh, Nerd, .org. Excu- wow. It's fucking excuse me. Wow. Nerdropes.org. You're an org? They're an org. And at Non-profit the top, weed nerd ropes? Is that the, what's going down? At the top, it says Medicaid nerd ropes, but you also get this thing, one of those little pop-up uh ads basically and it says 16 percent discount on all orders purchased with bitcoin Ooh, you can buy them in bulk buy it at 16 percent off plus the dip that's right that's a savings of uh significant get them before the fda shuts the shit down <laughs> but you know rush that in doesn't, there, man. it doesn't appeal to me i don't want to eat candy i like baked goods 
Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a simple stoner. I like brownies. I like... Uh, the, What's that last week? The the lady with the wedding with the lasagna, man. The lasagna, That's what I want. Yes. The fucking mm. lasagna, man. Just drizzle the can of butter on whatever. We done shrimp one time, which oh, was yes. a fantastic idea. Oh yeah, popcorn's a good one too. Mm-hmm. Just at home, like simple things. Yeah, simple pleasures. You got a Here, little butter. You put it on. You know whatever you're gonna put it on. You put it on whatever. You just eat the butter. Just kidding. Put on put toast in the morning. We well, can bake. Butter my biscuits. Uh, so yeah, they had, there's one, a brand that they showed in this FDA warning, Cap'n Crunch, literally says Cap'n Crunch, okay, Cocoa Pebbles, Cocoa Puffs, Fruit Loops, Fruity Pebbles, Nerd Ropes, like I said, and then they put Starburst, but the package says Cannaburst, and I think that's different enough. Sure. It says Canna in it. Cannaburst is different. I don't know, they put like... Stony Patch Kids. They put like... Rourke or like the dumbest shit on this meatless stuff. <gasps> yes. They like sneak a letter in or spell it wrong. And then they're like, oh, well, you know. Uh. That's not always the case, though, because your dad this weekend bought what says pork rinds on it. And then it says, it says without the pork. It says pigless pork rinds. Pigless so pork rinds, but still it, says pork. It does require a little bit of reading. <laughs> But yes, it does say pork rinds. So if you just selectively choose to read two out of all of the available words on the bag, then you could definitely be led astray. Okay, what about the, the- pigless part? Is not only in the same font, but also the same font size, and also comes before the pork rinds part. So to like, be fair, when I picked up those bags, to be fair, I was disappointed right away and put them back on the shelf. Well, your dad said I bought pork rinds and handed you the bag, and then you were like, you read it. You're like pigless pork rinds. Pigless pork rinds, that's like the... But when you say pork rinds, I want pork rinds. I don't want flavored rice that's supposed to be pork. That's stupid. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah, it was rice, so it's not like it's a... It's not a soy product. Bug paste or soy, but still, like, if I'm eating pork rinds, I want pork rinds. That's it. You take a pig, you take the rind off of it, you fry that shit up. You got pork rinds. Fried pig skin. You got to have that. Yeah. Without that, it's not fucking pork rinds. I'm not interested in eating it. It's just garbage. It's just some bullshit trying to be what it isn't. Right. It's too much of that these days, man. Just be you. Rice puff, whatever. Yeah. Nacho cheese flavored rice puff. I'll fuck with you when you're a Cheeto puff or whatever, you know? Cheetos are fine because they're- It's not like I'm all proud and shit. It's just the principle, man principle the damn thing now there were some chicken patties that almost got me <laughs> at the store you remember that i yeah. was like oh chicken patties and then upon walking up closer to it you're the one that noticed yeah they had like an asterisk where the eye is no it was like c-h-i-k-i-n or something like that oh. it was like chicken it was, patties it was like yeah yeah i don't like that either soy mush it, yeah just call it mush patty just call it soy mush what would that not sell as bad as much? Is that the fucking problem? What you have to lie to people to sell your product because your prob- no. product fucking okay. sucks. Uh, but think about a hot dog, right? They just need a better name and don't call it a thing that already exists. Make yeah. a new name Figure for something it. Something new. I mean, the the veggie burgers have been around for a long ass time, and they I don't eat them because they I have tried one. What did say? Veggie in front. Pretty of it. young. I was like in high school. I tried a veggie burger and it sucked. But they call them a veggie burger. They're not trying to lie to anybody about it. Yeah, it's not beefless burger. <laughs> yeah. It's not like C-A-W, cow. 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 
No. Fucking idiots, man. A little honesty goes a long fucking way. Yeah. If you don't want to eat meat, stop fucking tending like you do. That's all. Yeah. Well, hey, you remember these safe smoking kits that the federal government was going to pay for? (laughs) Yeah, the crack pipe special. And they said, no, it's not a crack pipe. I have a USA Today headline here uh, from a few months back. What's inside a safe smoking kit? No, it's not a crack pipe. Turns out that was a lie. Oh, really? Yes. What's in it? Oh, uh, well, the Washington Free Beacon. Are they just saying it's a tobacco a- water pipe like the people at the head shop do or whatever? <laughs> They're like, no, 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 it's totally not for crack. <laughs> uh, so if you uh, have crack, you have to put it in here. Hold on to your butt, because this is a good one, okay? Uh, we'll get there. I'm skeptical, but go on. <laughs> the Washington Free Beacon did some real boots on the ground journalism and sent people to all these different locations to get a safe smoking kit. And they did, they took pictures of what they got okay. and they did a little you know summary so the first one was in baltimore uh they were asked they had to provide initials date of birth and their zip code they did not need an id to receive the safe smoking kit uh and they were given two kits both of which had glass crack pipes copper mesh to hold the crack rock in directions how to use the pipe Heat-resistant mouthpieces, wooden sticks for packing the mesh into the pipe, alcohol wipes, and an authorized harm reduction program participant card that serves as a get-out-of-free, get-out-of-jail-free card. What the fuck? Yeah, because paraphernalia is illegal in Maryland. Oh, so if you get busted with a crack pipe, but you say, no, this is Joe Biden's crack pipe, I have a card. Yes. They let you go? Allegedly. Holy guacamole on my burrito, Batman. That is fucking crazy. Yes. These harm reduction centers are fucking crazy. But, you know, I think they really are like narc recruitment stations. Oh, Christ, yeah. So, I mean... <sighs> you oh, you have man. to show that card to a cop. It's already too late. Don't talk to You're people in. who would go do drugs at the government facility. <laughs> Just don't. Those yeah. are not your friends. Take, taking government crack pipes. <laughs> you get... I mean, there's already questions of judgment for using crack in the first place. But. <laughs> but. Uh, now, also in Baltimore, there's this thing called the Spark Women's Center. Spark spelled with a C. It's mm. an acronym for something I didn't write down. Um, but they will deliver the safe smoking kit to any door in Baltimore for anyone with a non-men identity. Non- they didn't even say male. They said men. Non-men? Non-men. Identity. Are you a non-men identifier? You've got to be shitting me right so now. So any dude can just be like, yeah, I'm a lady. I'm a dragonkin, motherfucker. Bring oh, me right. my crack pipe. Yeah. You're right. You'd be more uh, creative. I'm an attack. I'm an Apache attack helicopter, bitch. I don't identify as a man. They will also bring safe injection kits to your door uh, in Baltimore. Uh, they will uh, also bring... Uh, blah, 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 blah safe snorting kits to your door what the fuck are you talking about? and they will also bring sex supplies without elaborating on what that means sex supplies to your door if you're not identifying as men kind oh you can't well yeah though that's easy that part's easy that part's the easiest part to take I, care of. i know but it still irks me i don't like it why yeah. that's discriminatory against male identifiers sure it is I don't like that shit. But, you know. But it's coming from the women's center. So. Men, we're laid back and, you know, we didn't get all fucking ass hurt about it. We just, just use their game against them, you know. I know. Men? Ain't no men up in here. <laughs> Not for your form. <laughs> There's a box checking. I ain't checking the men box. All right. 
Not when, I'm, not when I'm grabbing crack pipes. That ain't no man. Come on. I need my crack pipe. I need my copper. And instead of putting the copper mesh in the crack pipe, I'm going to sell that shit. Oh, Jesus. I'm just kidding. I don't know. But smoking copper freaks me the fuck out. So. Well, yeah. I mean, it should. Yeah. Can't you get like a glass? Uh, they have like those little glass bowl covers, you know, if you're the, little the hole stars, in the bowl is the little, too big. The little like yes. glass ninja star thing. Yeah, the ninja stars. And then it's just glass on glass, which makes me feel a lot better. Snafe snorting kits. That still kills me because Trump sold those in his uh, Trump shop store thing. <laughs> That's right. The Trump so, straws. Yeah, the Trump straws. Trump straws. Those made the perfect safe snorting kit, dude. Well, that boots on the ground report did not get the safe snorting kit. So they couldn't tell you what the Baltimore one includes. But someone later did. We'll if get it's into that. Trump straws, I would shit myself. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, man. Those are good, expensive straws. Mm. Ain't nobody cutting those to sell, to just give out and free kits. Psh. Oh, man. Probably made of corn. <laughs> as long as it's not paper, right? As long as it doesn't end up in a turtle's nose. Oh, we're cool with straws. Never. never. People pay good money for those Trump straws. <laughs> Anyways, in Boston, you need to provide your initials, date of birth, and housing situation, as well as your HIV status, uh, which I've heard is on the rise. Sounds I've pretty heard, nosy I've to me. I've heard all of a sudden people who never had HIV have HIV these days. It's a good thing that you can take your daily medicine to prevent symptoms from arising so that no one knows everyone has AIDS. Anyway. Freaky. I'm going to stop. Um, <laughs> in Boston, you can get one crack pipe per person per day. So if you break what? your crack pipe, you can go back for another one. Or you can go back for another one and sell it to your homie. What? For a few bucks, you know? Yeah, just, can't. Duh. Capitalism makes so some money. So you can just have one guy on the block who just goes every day to get the pipe. One pipe. Pipe a day. Pipe a day. Just yeah. To, just accumulate them. Right. And don't tell anyone where you're getting them from. Just sell them. Maybe. I'm just, you know, throwing it out there. I'm a horrible person. That's... I'm sure no one's doing it. I'm sure they really just need a safe crack pipe to smoke out of when they go in there. And they break it because they're high on crack. And they need a new one the next day. Anyways... In this kit, you get a crack pipe, a meth pipe, which I was like, oh, that's a, that's going to be a different pipe. You get two pipes here, two pipes for the price of one free. Uh, you get copper to shove in there to hold the rocks or whatever, but you don't get a card. You don't get a get out of jail free card in Boston because as the person who handed out the supply said, police in Boston don't arrest for drug possession any longer. Wow. So Boston... Sounds to me like, uh... Shoot up on the street. It's a step in the right direction, after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, after all. Our fat in the chat asks, what makes a pipe a crack pipe? And when I think crack pipe, I'm thinking long glass tube with the bulb on the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. The thing about crack is you can smoke it out of what the fuck. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You just gotta get it really hot, and then you uh, inhale, and that's pretty much all there is to it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on to New York City. You gotta have initials, date of birth, zip code, and they are very loud and proud about the crack pipes they're giving out, because they are made of Pyrex, motherfucker. These are Pyrex crack pipes. Uh, you can also get a meth pipe and an authorized program card, just like we saw in Baltimore, with also... Preachy literature on some safe smoking tips. Uh, you get the copper mesh. They also gave pipe screams, screams, pipe screens 
like the traditional ones, I don't know how, you know, it's just like crosshatch metal, very sure. thin. Yeah. You can drop it over the hole of a bowl. Yeah, I know exactly what you're um, talking about. Also available in New York City, what they're calling the booty bump kit for rectal ingestion, which they are recommending as a safer way to use oh meth. Oh my God. Shove it up your ass. They're getting boof kits out to these people, man. Yeah. Uh, I think Billy Bones mentioned that earlier. Somebody sure boof did. Boof kits. I, uh, I scrolled it by. Boof after boof. For after <laughs> what is going on oh what is going on yeah no you don't have to smoke your cracking glass we can uh smoke that in all sorts of things anyways in washington dc they didn't record any information when the boots on the ground dude went in to get his kit of whatever he could get um possession of paraphernalia is decriminalized in dc so no cards are being distributed they're unnecessary there they got a crack pipe which is what Windows needs. A wooden stick, aluminum foil. I loved that. Just like a little nice, neatly cut square of aluminum foil. Yeah. Copper mesh, pipe screen, alcohol pads. You shouldn't smoke aluminum, bro. There's nothing safe about that smoking no. kit. If they put and aluminum in it. I know. That's what I was like. Why are you giving them a pipe with aluminum? Because now you're suggesting they're going to burn it on the aluminum somewhere else. But that was the point of getting the glass crack pipe was to keep them away from that shit. Right. And heat-resistant mouthpieces. That was all. Uh, but, I mean, isn't this crazy that crack pipes are in every single one of these safe smoking kits after the White House explicitly said there would be no crack pipes and that that was a joke? I just, I think, I think it's a funny joke. Well, I think this just, is really funny. They've, they've never been more full of shit than they are now. Yeah. Finally, Richmond, Virginia, which I thought was a pretty random location. Uh, but they got, they ask you what kind of drug you're coming in for, for a kit. So take your pick. Um, <laughs> dude said crack. So he got a crack smoking they give kit. I'm just pictured idiocracy with the big button full of pictures. <laughs> All of them are like lined <laughs> up and you got to like touch the drug you're trying to take. And the person has their mouth open <laughs> the whole time. Because you don't time. know what the fuck they're even called. <laughs> you're just like, uh, uh, hovering over the buttons like, whoa, whoa, uh, no, don't, ping. Yeah, there's one that's just a question mark. You know, and then like a, a physician with some fucking laminated printout name badge comes out. Hello. <laughs> Anyways, in Richmond, dude got a crack smoking kit and a snorting kit, which included straws, a plastic razor blade, which cracks me the <laughs> fuck up. That's it extra is, safe. It looks like it looks exactly like a razor blade, but it's fucking plastic. What? I mean, I remember that on like emo jewelry in the early aughts at Hot Topic and shit, you know? little razor blade hanging off the earrings and I stuff. I never thought we could have been. plastic and bright colors, because this one in the picture is bright orange. We could have been chopping up lines with that shit the whole time. Are you accusing me of being dumb? <laughs> Short plastic straws on top of the full length ones, a small spoon. Oh my God. And, and a bedazzled playing card. So you've got options here with the uh, powder we're going to snort. A bedazzled playing card, huh? Mm-hmm. Just one of those gold ones. Looks like the packs that you got. At, well, I think it was Menards. It was something like the gold shiny playing cards. Mm. I'm, sure, I'm sure you can get them everywhere. Maybe even freaking dollar stores. Dollar 25 stores. Um, but. Because these people don't have a business card. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Uh, they're not. This location in Richmond is not an authorized harm reduction center. And if you get caught possessing drug paraphernalia there uh can result in a year in jail or a two thousand five hundred dollar fine 
The so, government will lock you up for having what the government gave you for free. Now, this is this is what cracks me up is this suggests that a place that's not authorized as a harm reduction center is still getting money from the government for being something that's not. Sure, they got to give the shit out. I mean, you know how fucking money laundering works, right? You just got to get it out the door. You got to get it out the fucking door. Get this money out the door. Are they authorized? Uh, fuck, sure, yeah. Get, just get it out the fucking door. Go, go, go. This came up in a press briefing at the White House after this story rolled out because the pictures were great. The stories were great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's too juicy. And here's what Jen Psaki had to say so about it. I'm just wondering it. if the White House can say if any taxpayer dollars pay for these crap pipes. No federal funding has gone to it. And is there any oversight to ensure that when that money goes out for the program that these organizations will not use federal dollars for crack pipes? This policy does not allow for crack pipes to be included. I would just note that this is a bit of a conspiracy theory that's been spread out there. Oh, it's not accurate. God. There's important drug treatment uh, programs for people who have been suffering from what we've seen as an epidemic across the country and money is not used for crack pipes. Yo, Peppermint Patty, they got the receipts now, so bullshit. <laughs> this is a conspiracy theory. They're not really doing that. Great response. It's Just fucking bullshit, man. A plus lying. I love it. Jesus Christ. A, so a plus, incredible. I don't know what to say. It's a conspiracy. It's incredible. Yeah, low effort. They Ooh. made it up on the internet. Low energy, low effort. Smell you later, Saki. I hope they uh, get a more fun person. To well, they it. got the new chick that is just not really working. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm behind on this shit. Yeah, you don't want to be caught up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, my God. It's fucking... Ugh. It's pretty cringe. Bullshit fucking bullshit. Well, there's a bill to legalize pot possession sitting on the Delaware governor's desk. Although he's a Democrat, he has openly opposed legalization, so no one knows what he's going to do, if he's going to sign it or not. Uh, and now I was like, hmm, legalized pot possession and nothing else. That's interesting. Well, there's separate legislation working its way maybe to his desk to regulate weed sales. Oh. So they're just trying to split it up into separate things and see what they can jam through. I, I like the pot much better. Governors have limited vetoes, right? It depends on the state. Some okay. have a line item veto. Some have the pocket veto. Some don't. So like... If you have the pocket veto and you don't sign the bill, then it dies. If you don't have a pocket veto, then you can let it just, like, it just passes without the governor's signature. It just depends. Yeah, I'm not sure what's up in the state of Delaware, but as I said, dudes openly opposed legalization and pot, so I wouldn't expect him to sign something that allows for possession. Yeah. Um, and it just, you know, for the blue-red players, the people who see things in blue or red, he's a blue. Can you believe it? Blue guy say no weed? Oh, I thought blue guy like weed. Blue guy don't like weed. What? No. Blue team bad, red team bad. Your team suck. <laughs> Your game sucks. Uh, simping for the system. Yeah. Too many. Too many people still on that shit. Can't believe it. Anyway. A federal judge in Maine has denied a man's request to use medical pot while on bail for an alleged illegal growing operation and money laundering scheme. We talked about this story because uh, it the case broke or came out in November 2021. Um, this is a huge operation with a lot of law enforcement involved in it. Mm. Um, and this man who was asking to use medical weed on bail was named as the leader of the criminal organization back in the day. Um, they made, allegedly, 
$13 million over six years, selling pot on the, what I call, emerald market, because mm. medical's legal, and many of the members have licenses to sell medical or grow it. Um, but they were, of course, selling it for out-of-state distribution, right. making a little bit more money on the side, but also structuring their organization in such a complex manner that they were able to launder the money through themselves and make it look compliant with Maine's medical law. Smart. Yeah, smart. Very nice. Um, this complaint alleges that this man defrauded taxpayers by using his drug money to corrupt <laughs> drug money, pot money, <laughs> to corrupt members of local law enforcement and town government because two deputies were given ownership interests in his businesses and <laughs> brand new company cars. You made those cops bad, man. Mm. <laughs> there was also, the reason why the whole case fell apart was that there was a police officer using government databases to confirm for those two deputies that their vehicles were under federal surveillance. Oh, uh, shit. So <laughs> you type it in a database, it's in there, dude. Yeah. I mean- your computer's logged. You're queries, a cop. Queries are logged, bitch. Yeah. And then that cop and the two deputies went on to try and destroy electronic evidence that might have, you know, pinpointed them in all these wrongdoings. So that was a bigger red flag. Like, oh, look at this stuff that's missing. Why are these files gone? Hmm. I wonder. Uh, also mentioned in the story was the town selectman who took tens of thousands of dollars in cash payments from dude looking for pot on bail. And, uh, he was given, uh, or well, he made an investment into the selectman's startup company in exchange for pushing through an ordinance that dude looking for pot on bail drafted himself. Oh. Very interesting. I like how that works. And he also, uh, the selectman received thousands of dollars a week to manage one of his businesses. So the selectman didn't make that public. And he was over here helping Buddy out with a pot business. A licensed one, though. But still, kind of fucking weird. And everyone had their hand in the pot. And everyone got caught. And they're looking pretty stupid now. And now the guy is like, hey, can I smoke medical weed on bail? And the federal judge said, no, fuck you. Oh, well. <laughs> Man, that guy really got busy, you know? Yeah, it was quite a, quite a scheme everybody. going on. $13 million, six years. Hell of a scheme. I dig your work. Playing one side against the other, in bed with everybody. Just fabulous stuff. <laughs> yeah, never ends well, though. You know, that story has been written a million times. Always a bad ending. Anyway, um... A New Jersey Supreme Court decision could change how police test weed impairment and affect their potential future funding. So the state office of the public defender is challenging the scientific validity of how cops currently detect drug impairment, which fuck the science. Like they don't have anything yet that really does it can no. tell you, hey, this person is impaired with the weed that they've recently ingested. I I think impairment's horseshit, man. Like, yeah. If you fucking, if you wreck your car or break the law or, you know, speed or hurt somebody or all that shit, then you're liable. And if you don't, then you're not. Like, that's how it should be, you know? Yeah, but they want to blame it on the weed. You can blame it on the weed. You can blame it on texting with driving. You can blame it on roadhead. You can blame it on whatever you want. But, like, it's like, you know, either you cause damage and you're liable for it or you didn't cause damage and you're not. That should be how it is. Should just go that far. Fuck the rest of, well, you could've, you could've, oh, you okay, could've. But let's say someone does cause damage. Like, let's say they cause a fatal accident. Sure. 
And the cops are like, wow, that person is fucked up on something. Should they be able to figure out what the person's fucked up on or no? Uh, does it matter? Like, Does it matter? I, I think that's kind of where I fall too. Is I think the why is less important than the what. And when it comes to the law, the why can be subjective. The, law, the why can be different in many cases and circumstances. But the what is determinable. You can make a determination. You can make it fucking this many people fucking died or were hurt. Public property, private property, whatever. You can sort out the what in an accident when people fuck something up. The why may or may not be relevant, but as far as the law is concerned, why would the law be concerned about the why leading up to it? Yeah. It's just this preventative slippery slope type bullshit. Like they should just be focused on the what and making people right. Especially considering that two big whys could be pharmaceutical drugs or tiredness. Sure. Being tired while driving is fucking dangerous. Or being, you know, not very good vision and you haven't updated your glasses prescription oh, yeah. or uh, not even wearing your glasses that day. I mean, there's so many different whys. Oh, good but points. the what is the only thing that actually counts when the chips fall. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, they're, you know, looking at this protocol they've currently got and... In New Jersey, they're using specially trained officers to get called out when they suspect someone as being impaired. These guys are known as drug recognition experts, or DREs, and they perform the pot sobriety tests. Um, In the cannabis legalization law that passed New Jersey, it allows cops to receive extra funding to get more of these drug recognition experts on board. And so... That takes a lot of people off, you know, because you're passing a weed legalization law here and then you're funding the war on drugs more by saying, hey, well, okay, so we're going to legalize pot, but we're going to pay you more so that you can recognize it and arrest them when they're doing like the one thing we tell them they can't do, drive a car or be out in public, I guess, but because, you know, I can't really consume in public under the New Jersey laws. Um, So anyways, there was another article I had found from... A few days ago, where one of those instructors, a guy who instructs the drug recognition experts, uh, actually criticized the protocols they go through, the way that they're administering sobriety tests, saying that totally sober officers would fail the test when he administered it to them to show them how to administer it. Huh. So, yeah, sounds kind of like a uh, something that just fucks people. It's a scam. Yeah, it, oh, of course it's a scam. It's all a scam. Yeah. And fuck the legalization law for funding this shit. Um, but anyways, Supreme Court's looking into it now, uh, and that could all change. You know? Yeah, maybe somebody would do something about it. It's just ridiculous to fund law enforcement when you're legalizing a thing. It just makes no sense um, to just give them more funding. So, yeah, what can we do for pot? Oh, spend more money on cops. Stupid. And then, of course, you know, in other states, they have the breathalyzers, yep. which is fucking dumb, because if they work, it'll tell you, hey, a person smoked pot recently, but are they impaired? How do you fucking know? You don't. And then um, there's also the blood work, too, right? Yep. And I guess I don't know the exact science behind that, but I would presume, just like in your pee or if they pull your hair, doesn't really matter when you use the pot, the THC will kind of stick in your system and be there, and then they can just cry impairment. Yeah, again, that goes back to the why thing, you know? Right. The makeup of your body chemistry shouldn't be at issue here. No, it shouldn't, but this is the absolute state of America right now. So invasive. And what the the states worry about so that they can keep their law enforcement funding coming in. 
So, I mean, it's also, think about car accidents. I think a lot of fatal accidents are to blame on alcohol or uh, drug cocktails than pot. Distracted driving is a big one. I mean, I don't know. The list goes on for the whys, but like, how are you going to? You can't prove it. It's not the law's job to get in front and pre-crime all the shit. The law's job is just to restore people who have been damaged. It can be very cut and dry. It should be. But we got a lot of uh, but that's cutting not, out of bad laws to get to cut and dry. Yeah, it doesn't maximize profits. That's the problem. Yeah. Right. They were shilling an app in the article created by a UMass professor. Uh, and he claims it's a more objective way of measuring impairment. And so it's like, you imagine you get pulled over and they're like, are you high? And you're like, I don't fucking talk to cops. And they're like, okay. And they hand you an iPad. They're like, they're like Here, do these. It's, it's words with friends. And like, we're going <laughs> to... Yeah. We're going to judge how long it takes you to come up with a five-letter word, and that's how we'll judge impairment. <laughs> yep. Stupid. So, yeah. Uh, we'll see where that goes. I would like to see the funding for more of these DREs get cut. That seems, like, worth it, regardless of what they say on the impairment testing. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, legalization will not be appearing on Ohio's November ballot. We talked about this a few weeks back yeah. on episode 157. Um. They were able to reach a settlement, though, and get what they wanted out of it. So Ohio was crazy here. They had to uh, gather 132,887 signatures uh, to force the legislators uh, to consider advancing their regulate pot like alcohol initiative. And then if that four-month window came to an end and the lawmakers didn't do anything with it, which, of course, they didn't, they had to gather another 132,880 signatures to put it on the ballot. So what happened was they gathered the signatures and submitted them. Um, but when they were verifying the signatures, the state verifying the signatures, they said, hey, you're just a f- couple short. So they went out and got more, got them verified, hit that number. But by the time the second round of signatures were verified to hit the total that they needed, it was within a 10-day span of when the legislative session begins or began. And in Ohio, you can't do that. You have to have all of your signatures submitted and verified before that 10-day warning period of the legislative session beginning. Absurd and ridiculous and probably never actually played until it came down to pot. Loophole shoot down bullshit. But... At least the group got ahead of it because they heard rumblings about it um, between, you know, the wonks. <laughs> and they got their, you know, complaint filed saying, hey, can you just let us know if this is going to work or not? And if not, uh, is it okay if we just start off with resubmitting the 132,887 signatures we've already gathered for the first part, seeing if the legislators will act on it, and then only having to gather the second round of signatures to put it on the ballot? And uh, yeah, judge said, yeah, that's fine. So they're set up to, they can just resubmit the signatures that they have for the first part, wait the four months, and then work on, during that time, gathering the second round of signatures. So at least they'll have a head start next time, but still. Head start and a lower target, I guess. Yeah, because instead of needing almost 300,000 signatures, they only need the almost 133,000. Gotcha. So bullshit fuck after bullshit. Bullshit (laughs) after bullshit for you know pot but also uh, again i have qualms with these things because it's legalized like i don't know what they're called anymore but it's like regulate pot like alcohol and then the stipulations are nothing like 
what we see with alcohol, yeah. you know, limits on businesses, limits on location of business, can't possess too much, can't buy a certain amount at a certain time. So, oh well. Yeah, well, that's Ohio's shit to deal with. Not mine. Yeah. Also not my shit to deal with is in Oklahoma, Uh-oh. where Governor Kevin Stitt did sign the bill I brought up last week, Senate Bill 1543, which makes the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority an independent state agency. Hmm. I don't even know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I don't know how to react to that. Uh, they'll be able to act faster because they won't have need to go through a bunch of other departments for approval. I see. Uh, they'll also be the empo- they'll be employed, you know, there, and they'll get benefits and stuff like all the other federal workers. It won't just be like a board, gotcha. which people just do on the side with their experience. Um, the governor will be appointing the executive director after November first, and then the Senate will be responsible for the appointee's confirmation. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat where I'm not sure if it's good or bad yet, but it's a wait and see for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they'll have more power, and I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> we'll see how they use it, right? Yes. And usually absolute power corrupts absolutely, so hopefully there's still some limits there, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, the governor of Oklahoma also signed a bill to create a grant program to fund efforts by county sheriffs to combat illegal pot activity or unlicensed pot activity oh no which i can tell you is bad that's a bad thing yeah um dangerous it's five million dollars in total and it will come straight out of the oklahoma medical marijuana authority and each county's sheriff's department will receive sixty five thousand dollars a year extra to assist the omma Hey, buddy. It's like bribery. You know what I mean? Here's $65,000. You help us. Spreading the cash around, man. That's what government does. It spreads the cash around. When I call, you answer. Yeah. So um, I guess also the Oklahoma Bureau of Narcotics is going to be conducting drug training for all the deputies. So they will be brainwashed (laughs) soon. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. No. Drug training. Are they going to know the difference between hemp and uh, bud? I don't know. They're going to learn. Man, what am I smoking? Oh, yeah, pot. <laughs> oh, yeah, pot. <laughs> well, Pennsylvania's health department is taking the media group Spotlight PA to court. Uh-oh. And this kind of piggybacks off of a story we talked about on episode 139, where a lot of media groups in Pennsylvania were crying bullshit on governor wolf's administration allowing um medical or addiction treatment to be one of the reasons one of the 23 qualifying reasons you can get a medical card they were like hey we don't have our studies that say you can treat opioid addiction with pot we don't have our safe and effective stamp on it from the FDA or anything, so you can't say that. That's dangerous. You're dangerous. If they're an opioid addict, they gotta go for methadone. That's their only option. They gotta go for methadone. They can't go for pot. You remember that? Oh, yeah, I remember it. <laughs> Pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> it's like, how about a person with a problem can just try whatever they want to try to stop having a problem? No, because we're not worried about the patients eh, here. Too too much freedom. We're worried about politics. So, uh, they, a Spotlight PA sent in an information request asking the Governor Wolf administration to reveal the details of how patients and physicians are using the state's medical program 
specifically looking for addiction treatment as the qualifying condition. Um, and they say now that they just wanted aggregate data, but, you know, the governor's administration was like, we can't give you patient information. Right. Oh, that's between the patient and their doctor. And so um, there's this third party, some independent agency that comes in and settles public records disputes. Um, and they ordered the Department of Health to release the records last September. And then the Department of Health said, no fucking way, and appealed to the Commonwealth Court. Um, so, yeah, we'll see where this goes. Uh, the media groups were, com- were going after licensed businesses who had, you know, listed that you could use medical pot or CBD or any other cannabinoid as, you know, being helpful in recovering from opioid addiction. They just name-dropped all of them and said they were using inaccurate and misleading claims. You know, they're trying to name and shame people and then put the governor's administration at the top of the list. <sighs> so we'll see where that goes, you know. And if they just get aggregate data, like the numbers... Here's the number of people who had epilepsy as a qualifying condition. Here's the number of people who listed opioid addiction as a qualifying condition. I actually, I think that would be interesting to know. But they're going to use it for bad. They're going to use it for the powers of evil yeah. against medical pot. It's like all these people who still say so-called medical marijuana. <laughs> when you hear someone say that, ugh, I just want to show them a little kid who has epilepsy and starts having a seizure. And then their parent gives them a CBD tincture and they stop seizing. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay. You don't believe it, so let me fucking show you, because there's plenty of people. There's plenty of people all yeah. around you. People you don't even know are criminals in your eyes. So, I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> I can tell. You're over it. Uh, also in Pennsylvania, uh, the Superior Court rejected an argument in a driving under the influence case that medical pot is not a Schedule One controlled substance, because obviously it is. Obviously. It was there's an argument the attorney was trying to push. Hey, it's not schedule 1 cuz it is it's used for medical reasons and they were like, "Eh, it's still schedule 1 though." <laughs> they pull it up on Wikipedia. Simple Wikipedia as. says weed is still illegal. Yeah. So, that was a medical patient, card carrier, you know, card carrier medical patient yep. who uh got pulled over cuz they were speeding and driving recklessly. Um, and then the cop was like, wow, your eyes are really red. Search the car. Because that happens all the fucking time still. Um, and they found a baggie with like three bags of pot. And the dude's like, well, here's my medical card. Cop didn't care. Your Honor, I would like to plead not guilty on the ground that Obama legalized weed. If only he had lived up to his campaign promises. Uh, so the dude was sentenced to six months probation, 10 days on house arrest, and over a thousand bucks in fines. Can't get caught driving under the influence, which, you know. They can probably just say you're under the influence if you have allergies and your eyes are red. Guess so. It's a bad state. It's a bad state of things right now when it comes to that. And that's that's been a, eh, you know, the propaganda talking point for a long time. Legal states are going to have more people driving under the influence. Duh, people drive on pot all the time. Doesn't have to be legal or not. People smoke pot all the time. Doesn't have to be legal. That's true. Idiots. And people drive on your pharmaceutical pills every fucking day because they're required to, or so they think. They're programmed to. Yeah. I wake up, I take my pills. I go to bed, I take my pills. Oh, I forgot to take my pills. I'm fucked up. Stupid asses. Joke's on you. You're fucked up either way. Joke's on you. You're more fucked up because of the pill thing. In many cases. This is not (laughs) medical advice. Many such cases. Yes. (laughs) Vermont issued the first recreational business license this week. 
it went to a social equity applicant because those applications are being prioritized. So ding, 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 social equity, you number one in state of Vermont. <laughs> Front of the line, baby. Vermont. Eh, okay. Washington State's Supreme Court upheld the constitutionality of pot-impaired driving standards this week. See, this was a thing. The dry DUI for pot. Must have been driving while pot week, man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They just tried to say that when you take the blood test, like that science, there's no science behind it, really. You know, they're like, you can't measure my impairment. There's not enough studies, I guess. (laughs) uh, Yeah, they should have said that because that might have worked. Oh, my God. But the judge acknowledged there's some correlation between THC levels and and impairment and said, oh, yeah, okay, we can't pinpoint impairment with blood measurements, but they're useful and constitutionally acceptable as a measurement of impairment. So, like kind of contradicts herself, you know? Like, hey, yeah. we, we can't measure, we can't pinpoint impairment, but we can draw your blood and say, hey, there's THC, you're fucked up. I love that. Brilliant. That just doesn't make me mad at all. <laughs> at all. Um, and that guy who got pulled over and brought this case to court, he was pulled over in July 2016, so a while back. He was speeding alone in the HOV lane. It was a bad move. Uh, and uh, then he changed lanes erratically in front of a cop, cut other drivers up, which might have been a cop. So, you know, he, uh, the cop noted in his testimony, like, I approached the car and he pulled his name badge off because he worked at a dispensary. So then, you know, there's no profiling at all that went on at that point. Yeah, well. He's like, he had dark circles under his eyes. Don't weave around on the road. That's fucking ignorant. Don't drive like an asshole. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's, it's important. It's ignorant and it makes me like. It's ignorant. Hesitant to rally behind you. Oh, for sure. Every time I see some motherfucker flip around on the lanes, I'm like, mm. I don't know how so many people get licenses, especially <laughs> if you try to watch people parallel park. I mean, have you got a license? It's pretty fucking easy. It's been a long time since I had to do a driver's test to get a license, but that was half a lifetime ago for me, really. Almost. Almost. But uh, it was fucking easy, and they didn't even... Yeah, they made me parallel park, and I got on yeah, the first try because I practiced parking. It's built in that you can fail the whole parallel park scene and still pass the thing, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. That's ridiculous. There's built-in cushion between pass and fail I, that includes more I, than the parallel park section. I passed every single part of that damn test yeah, with well, flying colors. Because you know and how to drive. Now you're telling me... That you don't have to pass the damn thing with flying colors to get a license? No. That ticks me off. Nope. And that explains why there's so many idiots all around me. And I hate getting in cars because cars are the most dangerous weapons, in my opinion. I don't want to prohibit them. I just think you should have to pass with flying colors the licensing exam. Anyways, one final story for our Behind the Curtain segment. And that is, when Thailand legalizes home cultivation on your birthday... Yes. The government will give away a million pot plants for Holy people. Holy shit. Yes, sir. That is a lot of marijuana. Yes, sir. It is. Uh, now, I don't know if I'd want to take pot from a government. I don't know about Thailand's government, but I don't want pot from this government. I heard that the University of Mississippi, who's been growing our government's pot, really sucks at it. Seems sketch. Yeah. I just want to, you know, do it myself. Just leave me alone. <laughs> just leave me How alone. How the fuck? But that's the thing. That's the thing. all comes back that's to just leave me alone. Like, I don't want your free shit. I don't want you hitting me over the head in, with a stick. I don't want you putting me in a little box. In Thailand, they are leaving people alone. You don't have to get a license to grow, and there's no cap on what you can do. Like, cool. you can, if you live in Thailand, you can just grow pot. It's good. They legalized medical in 2018. And now here's where it confuses me. 
Currently in Thailand, it's only legal to sell products with less than 0.2% THC. So I'm guessing you can only grow pot of that type, very, like, very low, like hemp. Hemp and CBD and <laughs> yeah. Delta other. But how are they going to check if everyone's growing? Pot's pot. Yeah. You know? So I, I don't, don't know. know. They also mention here that uh, people can now operate weed-related businesses under these new rules Without a license, making it a truly free market. Very cool. So, fuck yeah, Thailand. That's how it all should be. I mean, geez. Seriously. I mean, I like money. I thought politicians like money, too. But they don't want to hang out, so. I like money. Yeah. Well, I like metal. and oh, uh, I like metal, too. The Rev. Of course, we sat down with him on Sunday. And uh, already he's whipped up a new metal moment for Woo! us. We had one live in the bowl on Sunday. Yes. A uh, little metal moment action. Which I had to uh, do on the fly. Live cool. and lit. And uh, let's see what he's got cooked up for us this week. How about? In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. What do you do if you're a metalcore band and you really, really love pizza? Well, you do what Atlanta, Georgia natives Attila did. You write a fucking song about it. From their 2019 album Villain, here's the special bonus track, Pizza. Cut me a slice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! Wow, what a what a what a metal moment. They didn't mention checkered handkerchiefs or maps, so I think they're talking about the food, pizza, and not children. I We're all so. good. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Ninja Turtles. Like the like, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they actually just like the food. Cowabunga! Hey, how about that uh, new intro there from Fletch, man? Fuck yeah! Killing it. 
Absolutely killing it. Well, thank you, Rev. Thank you, Fletcher. Thank you, sirs. Yes. And uh, that leads us right into a little first time I ever topic. Ballers can weigh in on the first time they ever did a thing. The rotating thing changes every week, and this week, of course. Talk about the first time you ever lost something important. We know you have, you stony people, you. Uh, so let's hear what the bowlers had to say about all of that. Well, I don't know. I've lost many things over the years, but I think the most important thing I've lost, I've, but I've since found, is my way. Uh. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I spent, uh, you know, a few decades, really, uh, and I'm not even sure where I lost it. That's the thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe I never had it to begin with. <laughs> But, uh, you know, in the last, uh, last few months, I have, uh, I found my way and, uh, it's pretty damn awesome. And now I'm on my way to my new place and with, with, uh, you know, with my, uh, newly, uh, blessed keeper by the podfather himself, no less. Wow. Yeah, he just came back from the South Carolina meetup and, uh, yeah, pretty freaking awesome. I, I found, I don't know where I lost it, but I can tell you for sure. I found it in the bowl, y'all. In the bowl, phone boy. In the bowl. And in the bowl to the transcription bot that wrote South Carolina beat up. <laughs> Ooh. Nice. <laughs> oh, Spicy. Oh, man. Spicy meme sauce. He once was lost, but now he's found. Podfather blessed. Hard to fuck with that. Uh, value. Um, here's what the next caller had to say. So this is the newly appointed homeboy's keeper, Phoenix. And the first time I ever lost something important was a beautiful 14 ruby heart shaped ring my dad had bought me and he bought it at the same time that he bought my mom's ruby and diamond uh wedding band because of course you know having a july birthday ruby's my birthstone yep and he wanted to honor you know her and me in that ring which i thought was beautiful and yeah so he same day bought me this great heart-shaped ruby ring i was so in love with it and one of the little rubies actually ended up coming out. And I had asked him, you know, go to the jeweler and, and make them honor this. You know, they should fix it for what you paid for it. You know, they should fix it, you know, by putting another ruby in, you know, and not charge you. But ultimately, I ended up, I don't know, I think I might have left it on a bathroom sink or something. And somebody, of course, you know, they see something like that. Yeah, they're going to pocket it. Nobody knows nothing. Nobody saw nothing. Yep. So I assume that's probably what ended up happening. But Damn. Yeah, I'm sure there will be much more wonderful jewelry in my future. Not that I wear a lot and not that I'm looking for it. Hint, but hint. I have a feeling that, you know, in, in coming time, there there might be one special piece of jewelry with one special stone. So, uh, in the bowl, y'all. Keeper Phoenix out. Keeper Phoenix. In the bowl. Might take more than just coming time. I mean, Ew. I know you stretch the coming time out, but still, you know, not days or weeks. Come on. Anyway. Ugh. That's, That's cool. Though. They're uh, they're checking out their new condo, man. Hell yeah. New digs. It's always exciting. Well, congrats, you two lovebirds. Man, South Carolina did look lit as fuck. Looked pretty fun. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. You speaking of cool stuff, check out who called us next. Oh, man. I guess it's a uh, Tuesday because, you know, bowl after bowl zone. So, yeah, it's a Tuesday. I mean, I was just kind of thinking just, just now, like... Is there podcasts like Wednesday and Friday and, yeah. and I guess Saturday is now uh, the Lotus Effect and then uh, I don't know we got Sunday as far as like we got to have like a be able to have a podcast every every day where you can leave a vocal mail but oh I don't know about the anyway, voicemail on Wednesdays you can call in Claret stuff outside be water weird if I was watering stuff inside rare well, encounter no, you can boost plant, so anyway but yeah. Uh, so Crusher Battles here, uh, on that, uh, MySpace. I mean, no agenda social. 
so yeah, first time I lost anything of important to me. Man, I mean, I'm sure it's like a toy or something, you know. You know, you're like, oh man, I lost that toy. I left it over there or whatever. And yeah, there's been other stuff. Obviously, throughout the years, I've lost. I mean, there's twice I've lost a hundred dollar bill. So it's a bummer. I just kind of like always have like a well, I guess not the second, but try to keep the habit of you know having like a little, little bit of extra extra cash kind of thing. You know, just you know, never know what, never know why, just kind of emergency purposes and. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, that's gone. That's not there. Anyway, the last thing, which is not the first thing, but the last thing of importance I remember was actually just some pins. I had this, uh, like, Disney sandal Mickey pin, make it quick, but, like, this little set, like, his and her pin that my wife or my now wife had got me. Uh, And then I also had uh, this little skull pin that was from the band The Chariot, R.I.P., wonderful band. And I wore those to Disneyland on my sweatshirt. And that was not a good idea oh, because no. they got lost. And you cannot get Aww. those again, even the Disney one. We looked. So, anyway. Yeah. Well, love you guys. And, of course, stay dangerous. And, like, I guess if you're woke, I mean, like, how, what? If you're awake and everybody's asleep, then would have woke be a good thing? But I don't know. You know, whatever. <laughs> Definitions change. All right. Exactly. Love the gas. I already said that. I already said it says Andres. Oh, yeah. Kaka! 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 Love you too, Christopher Battles. There's... And no, because it's awake. Right. Well, woke started off as that. You know, woke started off as just slang right. for aware. But, uh. Well, yeah, so now we'll just say aware. <laughs> then, sir, sir, you know, at a certain point, it became you're deeply aware of the space deep inside your own asshole where your head is lodged, you know? Yeah, well, don't be woke. Beware. <laughs> well, there's a space between be and where. We had Thursday every month, and we had whoa offensive Andreas that I'm writing down. Offensive Andreas. Uh, wow. Well, uh, he, he mentioned but yeah, Wednesday shows. I mean, Wednesday's like the busiest podcast day of the week. You've got OBDM. You got abs in a six pack most Wednesdays. Nick the Rat rare encounter. But I think he's right. I don't know. There's a few of those you can call into live and talk to people, but I don't know about a voicemail line. I do know Justin at WKOP, wrong kind of podcast, added a call in line recently too. Because he was asking me questions about how we do it. I don't know if he's doing a live call situation or just taking voicemails like we do. But but I bet you can call and leave a voicemail. You can call him. You can try it. You yeah. can call him. I, don't have the, <laughs> I should have had the number in front of me. That would have been much smoother, but... Uh, Wrong kind of podcast. You can look it up. What I have to do all your work for you. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. Like, uh, I don't do... Because I do all the work for you. I don't do any <laughs> of the work for this next caller. You know, he can take care of himself. Uh, I'm just getting home. Welcome home. Uh, yeah. It's been a long day. Uh, if you want to hear the story, listen to Hog Story. Uh, I explain it all in there on the voicemail I left. Uh, Hog Story with Carolyn Blaney and John Fletcher. Yes. Um, Call 20148... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Nailed it. Uh, call, uh, yeah. 430 Yeah, thank you. Anyways, the first time I ever lost something that was, uh, important to me, uh, was a knife that my grandfather had given me. That was a Boy Scouts, uh, knife. It was a very old Boy Scouts knife, uh, and we moved the one time and it was gone. So, uh, Aww. looked everywhere, the old house, new house packages everything never found it but uh Damn. it kind of meant uh 
the grandfather was still alive at the time, and he actually gave me a new, another knife. But this one was really a was a nice Boy Scout knife. Uh, pretty sweet one. Anyway, <laughs> in the bowl. Uh, you remember the first time you ever lost something important? Yes, because I didn't hear the end of it. Uh oh. So it's. I think maybe uh, uh, there was one other time that I lost something important in a freak accident. Uh, but the first time. I ever lost something important was when I was on vacation with my great grandparents up in New Hampshire. Uh, I had to be like five or six. We were going to Santa's Village in Storyland. What's up? <laughs> shouts out! Shouts out! Shouts out! I want to take my cubs there so bad. Uh, but anyways, I brought a stuffed animal with me. My favorite stuffed animal at that time it was Miss Piggy from Muppet Treasure Island in her Boom Shakalaka outfit. Because I love that movie, and I love Tim Curry as a little kid. <laughs> little did I know. Uh, what else I love him in later. But anyways, I um, I don't know. I just left her. I left the stuffed animal on the bed, and then the housekeepers came in while we were at the parks and took the sheets, and she must have been in the sheets or something. Or one of the maids like really liked Muppet Treasure Island. And anyways, I got back and... Yeah, beds were made with clean sheets and all, but Miss Piggy was gone, and I was just fucking heartbroken. I looked all over the place, and my papa looked all over the place. I mean, he walked around the whole complex, and he went to the front desk, and he was asking, and she just didn't turn up. You know, no one turned her in. Like, oh, we found her in the laundry. Nope, never happened. Left a phone number and everything. Damn. And so I got back. I had found her at a flea market. You know, just like a used stuffed animal. But it was so cool. It was from one of my favorite movies as a kid. And so I got back and, uh, you know, my Nana told my grandmother the bad news that I had lost this stuffed animal she bought me that was really sentimental. And it was like, this is why you hide your valuables. This is why you put your stuff away. That's your fault. You should feel bad about this because you lost it. I really did not hear the end of it. And so ever since then, at that point in my childhood, being like five years old, yeah, I just put everything in my suitcase and zipped it up tight and put a little fucking lock on it. And I was just hyper aware of stuff. Oh, I really love this thing. I don't want to lose it. And so I, I didn't lose anything else. Damn. Yeah, except the second thing I lost was a bracelet someone had given me. Someone's grandmother gave it to me. And it was like all these freshwater pearls. And I was at um, musical theater rehearsal dancing and it flew off my hand and never appeared again because... You know, I, I was looking around for it. I didn't want to tell anyone that I lost it because I was like, someone's going to swipe it. Yeah, someone swiped it anyway, you know? Yep. And the choreographer's like, what are you looking for? I was like, how oh, my bracelet? Oh, everyone help Lauren look for her bracelet. No, please don't. It was gone at that moment for sure. So I never got that back, but that's fine. I am a reformed sentimental hoarder. It's much <laughs> easier for me if I lose something it's like, yeah, it's on me, but I just move on. And I know if yeah. things can be replaced. Like, hey, the you can buy the Treasure Island Miss Piggy stuffed animal brand new in the box off eBay and Etsy for 30 bucks. There you go. So, yeah. Meh. Replaceable. Yeah. Money can replace your uh, lost Miss Piggy, but it can't replace this next caller. Okay, so the official story behind this is we met Adam at the meetup in South Carolina. Shout out to Carrie and the Keeper. Shouts out, shouts out. And we out. also met the Keeper, Tina the Keeper. She's amazing. We have photo evidence of me, phone boy, Adam, and Tina the Keeper all in one picture. Saw it. So when we met them, uh, I asked them, because, you know, Phoenix has big balls. If uh, I asked Adam, Podfather himself, if he would officiate 
Phoneboy and I's wedding. Now, for clarity, Phoneboy has not asked me to marry him. We are both still married, technically, on paper to other people. So, yeah, that hasn't happened yet. So, for clarity. But I figured, you know, when you meet the pop father, you take the opportunity to ask him to officiate your wedding that you know is going to be inevitable. So long story short, I asked him. He turned to the keeper and said, phone boy and Phoenix are engaged and they want us to officiate their wedding. And, yeah, we can set that up. We can make that happen. So, yeah, say it's the pop father, phone boy and Phoenix are engaged. So <laughs> who, who, who am I to argue with the pod father? Who, oh, yeah, by the way. Your girl Phoenix gave the pod the pod father the pod father <laughs> gave the pod father a joint and then turned around and smoked in a circle with him. Go weed, go podcasting 2.0, go nerd podcasting. Yes, yes. And everyone's like, ah, oh, right, cool, kinky, yeah, right, ah, oh, nice, nice, Very yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. I can't even make those noises. <laughs> He's a talented oh, guy. Yeah. He's a talented guy. What can I say? Uh, this next caller, he's got some talent in him, too. Let me tell you what. First time I ever lost something important was my childhood innocence. Standing in an FYE inside the Four Seasons Mall in Greensboro, North Carolina. I found a CD from the band called Guar. The <laughs> title of the album was Phallus in Wonderland. The first song that jumped out to me was titled Rock and Roll, Never Felt So Good. And from that point, things have just never been the same. In the bowl. That feels so good. In the, In bowl. the bowl. Guarberry. I love that Booberry's gore pilling story. Yeah. Because I wondered. Yeah. Lost his childhood innocence. In Greensboro, North Carolina, where many a childhood innocence has died. <laughs> No doubt about it. It was cool. The FYEs back in the day are music shopping. I mean, now, you know, you can go to record stores or wherever and still have this happen. But when something just jumps out at you. Yeah. The music calls to you. The artist calls to you. It's like, oh, hi, who are you? I, I'm very interested. You'd love it. Then your life changes. Yep. Yeah. Never the same. That's why we need Demu app up and running. Man, I was never the same. Uh, first time I lost something important. And I thought last week when we talked about it, I thought I had the story. Like, it was firmly in my mind. And the story was, the first time I ever lost something important, I never heard the end of it. And it oh. was my lunchbox. And I had, in <laughs> 1995, this, like, it was like one of them soft, plasticky lunchboxes, you know? So it's like a box shape, but it's like, if it's empty, you can sit on it and it goes flat, you know? But it's like a little mini cooler, so it keeps your lunch cold or hot, depending on whatever. Yeah. It was 101 Dalmatians, and it had the big Dalmatian on the front, and had my name and address written out on it all, all nice and stuff. And uh, yeah, I just had it under my seat on the bus, and then when I got home, I just stepped off the bus and left it under my seat. And then my mom's like, where's your lunchbox? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Guess I left it on the bus. I had to go to the bus barn, get the shit. And then I, like, uh, probably three or four more times uh, that first year of school when I was in kindergarten, I left my jacket on the bus. I left left a few things on the bus. We had to go to the bus barn several times. But they were on the bus when you went to the bus barn? Yeah, you go to the bus barn. It's like bus seven or whatever you rode. I don't remember what bus number I rode, Neat. but boom. It's like, yep, yeah, right under my seat, right where I was. Always there. But then uh, your story triggered me in remembering I lost something earlier. Yes, I think this is the story I thought you were going to tell. And uh, I had this little stuffed duck when I was real little, like probably two or three. And we were, it, I guess it was Memorial Day. See, I've a lot of the details have been filled in for me after the fact, because I barely remember 
any of the other details. I just remember the duck and fucking losing it. Mm. And we it was Memorial Day, and we were in Iowa with my family. My grandma was going uh, to visit some of the family graves of uh, the veterans and putting flowers down on the graves or whatever. I just remember it being a long day in a graveyard and didn't want to be there. Uh, and, you know, people I'd never heard of or anything, which is like, you know, when you're just like two or three, you don't get a graveyard. It doesn't really make much sense at all, other than there's a bunch of dead people in the ground, I guess, is what they tell you, you know? You don't really, like, how do you conceptualize that? Yeah. Just like, oh, I don't know. I guess they're down and sleeping under the ground. <laughs> Fuck, let's get into the car. We're finally done with the graveyard thing. We're driving off, and then it's like, wait, my duck. Howard is gone. I don't know where Howard is. And, um... Turned around and went and looked all through every fucking inch of this graveyard. Aww. No sign of this goddamn dog. I was so heartbroken. I drew, I cried like three hours all the way back from Iowa, dude. It was rough. But yeah, what are you going to do? Lost the duck. What details were filled in for you? Just the fact that it was Memorial Day and, you know, the uh, soldiers and whatever. The, like family grave. Like I didn't even, I didn't even really know why we were there. Yeah. Just it was a graveyard. You just remember obviously, losing it in a graveyard. Obviously, you go to a graveyard to visit graves of people you know, but that's as far as I, you know what I mean? Yeah. As far as I knew. As far as I knew. Howard the Duck, I think, is a thing. Some, I don't know. I haven't, like, looked it up, or I feel like uh, there is, like, some character or something, like Howard the Duck means something. But to me, I had a duck that uh, this old guy at the bowling alley that I always used to talk to, my dad was in a league when I was growing up, the old dude, the bowling alley gave me this duck, and his name was Howard, and so that's where Howard got his name. Aw, that's a way better story, because Howard the Duck is a 1986 movie. Yeah, I thought it was like something. I thought it was a thing, Howard the Duck. It looks like, according to- But I've never rabbit-holed it. Wikipedia, Howard the Duck is a character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics, ah, so it'll be in see. vogue soon enough. Nerds out there already. are like, how did I not know Howard the fucking duck? Like, to me, Howard the Duck meant- this one specific Aww. duck that Howard gave me was an old dude at the bowling alley, and that's as far as it went. And, uh, yeah, sucks when you lose your duck, man. Sucks to lose your duck. But uh, to make up for it, when you get a voicemail from this next guy. I, um, I just heard DeLorean's uh, story about the damn money. Um, yeah, damn I'll money. Um, it's funny that he's doing that, because uh, uh, the wonderful Gretchen Whitmer Ugh. and uh, her... Uh, Sorry for my language, but uh, her crock of cunts that uh, are out of Lansing, uh, who's Dana Nessel and then Jocelyn Benson, they're all backed by Soros heavily. I mean, like, heavily. Uh, and, uh, lo and behold, when COVID hit, uh, we had a series of dams break here. Uh, lo and behold. Uh, and they got all this money for it now, uh, for dams. Uh, so probably something an election ploy because all of them are pulling horrendously here and they act like they're the uh the elite people the moral voice of of well-being and everything even though you know like whitmer killed the people in nursing homes here and all that stuff but yeah pretty sneaky with the damn money no doubt in the bowl the bowl and the bowl news from the northland from net ned yeah you gotta keep that whitmer whitmer check in check man she's drymer really if you think about it nothing dry about this next caller though I remember when I remember I remember when I lost my mind. Yeah, yeah lost that a long time ago. Yeah, man. But first time I ever lost something important. I remember 
I remember losing my social security card. Oh, um, fuck. And <laughs> Done that. I was maybe 13 or something. Nice. And uh, I'm going to determine to keep that thing in my fucking wallet. Yeah. You know, thought I was cool. I had a wallet. I needed things for the wallet. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> School ID, social security card. Oh, Lost man. it. Lost the wallet. Damn it. And uh, my mom made me go wait in line at the social security office with my birth certificate and whatever other bullshit um, to get them to uh, to fill out a form so they would send me another one. Yep. And, of course, I was they had to ask, you know, uh, why couldn't you know, have one? I had to tell them about <laughs> losing it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was a pain. Um, what else? I've, I think... When I was married, I had lost my wedding ring, well, but that was only brief. Done that. And then I found it. Uh, I, you know, I even lost the memory of where it actually was. <laughs> so uh, I lose shit all the time, man. Yeah. You know, because stoned. Yep. Doesn't hurt or help. I mean. Plus, uh, <laughs> like this house I used to live in straight up had a fucking gremlin that really would hide shit from me. Just mischievous, mischievous nothing, uh, you know, no negative vibes or nothing from it. Just having a good time hiding my shit and it would wait for me to give up uh, and it wasn't until I completely gave up that it would uh, give it back to me and place it somewhere I had already looked yep. one of the most obvious places oh yeah some shit like that yep. anyway in the bowl but never lose your steward <laughs> uh, keep sticks on you man never Stick lose your stick. steward oh great job transcription bot so close so gross never lose your steward <laughs> steward Oh my god! Yeah, I've lost all of those things you mentioned. In fact, yeah. in fact, a gremlin has a gremlin has my wallet right now. Has had it for about thirty six hours. Mm-hmm. It'll be back. I know exactly that fucking routine. It will be back. I just have to not give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> it is that letting Which, go uh, point you have to hit. Yeah, the show always helps for that too because it's like, oh, you can't. You got to turn everything else off for the show because it's the show. Yeah. Uh, and it's a great show, thanks to the callers that called in, so thank you all. Yeah, thank you, bowlers. For helping produce the show, and, uh, talking about the first time you ever did a thing. Next week, we gotta think about, uh, what we're talking about the first time I ever, uh, wow, we had a fucked up roommate, first time I ever had phone sex, got fired, found a dead animal, got drunk. Got lost. Got lost, but we just said lost a thing. I lost a thing, yeah, I understand. Why you wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, maybe we wait for a couple weeks to do that one. Got Lost is a good one, and it's on the list right here, but I just didn't read it because it felt like doubling up. Okay. There's also Lost the Game, but like, let's wait on the Lost stuff. Oh, C-Dub's ads got cut off. Ooh, got cut off. Unless you want to just go for it for next week. Sure, why the fuck not? Yeah. First time you ever got cut off. Cut off. off. Because C-Dub's is a, uh, what do you call that? A uh, very valuable bowler. No, he's a, uh, god damn it, social, uh, social justice uh, applicant. What do you call it? Equity? Social equity applicant? Social equity applicant. Yeah, he skips to the front of the line with his F-ties. Uh, what I'm trying to say. Uh, and Fletcher just recommended first time I ever won first prize at something. Ooh, I which love Which is another it. great one. First time I ever to won write first on prize. The list. Yeah, at something. Something, <laughs> something. I love it. Well, shit, you know what else I love is only having one thing left to do. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold. Yeah, let's go bowling. I told you there were a lot of magic numbers this week, so... Uh, oh, even more on the lanes. Yeah, I just pushed them to the lanes. Spilled over. In the Bay Area, four arson suspects were arrested 
after setting third allegedly setting 33 fires in 48 hours damn yeah that's work two of the people who were arrested no names or anything released so i'm just gonna call them dudes and whatever everyone's a dude to me two dudes were serial arsonists uh but one of them how flammable is cereal <laughs> i mean that's just basically cardboard right <laughs> most of it that's floating around sorry i had to get you back one of them assaulted the cops, had to be tased, then had to be taken to the hospital because they were tased, then assaulted the hospital staff and ran away. So uh, last time I uh, checked on that story, <laughs> that person was still on the run. Yeah. Man on the run. Um, so yeah, uh, but no one was hurt and no homes or adjacent businesses to where they set these, where they set these fires were damaged. So that's is good news. Yeah, contained arson. Yeah. Eh, I like fire. Sure, yeah. F- playing with fire but is fun. I only set my own shit on fire. Yes. So, you know. I like fire and fire safety. Well, I like to stay dangerous, but <laughs> on my own property. Uh, speaking of staying dangerous, Maine's Church of Safe Injection Executive Director died at 33. Holy Moses. Yeah. And, uh. I don't think they were actually a religious organization, even though they call themselves the Church of Safe Injection. Um, but they were a certified needle exchange program, so now they probably can hand out free crack pipes also. I don't even know what kind of a role that is. It's like, uh... Yeah, I, I feel that. Uh, this woman, they didn't state her cause of death, um... But they did talk about some of her accomplishments, and she was a lobbyist for the state's Good Samaritan Law, which encourages people to report drug overdoses without fear of arrest. And that was signed into law by the governor. And that just seems like common sense to me, but I get it. Like, if you're around, if you were doing drugs with a person and they die, you might just throw them on a lawn and put a fish in their pants or something because you don't want to get in trouble for also doing drugs. Yeah. But maybe sense. not. But anyways, I like that law that just protects people for reporting health issues that could turn fatal or already did uh, so they don't turn into bigger problems for everyone. Uh, now, what I thought was interesting was that the found I went to their website, the Church of Safe Injection up in Maine, and they have a memorial at the bottom for the founder who's also dead. And all I thought was, well, at least they had clean needles. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I mean they, they don't say a cause of death for any of them. And I know I'm an asshole, but, you know, they were they were safely injecting. Seemed pretty safe <laughs> at the time. <laughs> clean. I mean, we should just stick the word clean here. Yeah. Life is not safe. You know, you were born. It's already too late. Yeah. Especially when you stab yourself to get high. It's like... Uh, uh, yeah. That's... <laughs> that's not... That's, I, I've seen... A, actually, nothing safe about it, man. No. I've seen a lot of stories. I think this is really interesting. Um, one of the most powerful ways that... Uh, injecting drug users get clean is by falling in love with someone and then just having sex all the time. And often it can be between two people who are addicted to stabbing themselves. Oh. Now they just, you know. Stab poon. Stab poon. Yeah. <laughs> I like that though. That this is what you wanted. Love is a drug. It's true. You know, sex is fantastic. Even the truth can be a drug. The truth it can be a drug. Yeah. The truth can be a drug. Everyone likes sex. Shoot me with that. Okay. okay. <laughs> 50 cc's of I, that truth, baby. I know there's people out there who claim they don't like sex, but you're not people. <laughs> <laughs> you're just not human. Something is missing. Uh-oh. Or it's just turned off and someone needs to come and gently turn it back on. 
That's all. Possibly. Just need to... Possibly. Get it aroused. Once it was reluctantly aroused. Yeah. Well, I know one thing you don't want to arouse, and that's attention from law enforcement. Oh, no doubt. Especially if you happen to have 33 dogs. <laughs> oh, shit. I have told all the bowlers. I would like to tell the world... If you get to the point of owning 33 animals, you are going to get fucked with animal cruelty charges unless you own a farm with lots of land and know what the fuck you're doing. But in this case, 33 pit bulls were seized from a Florida man. Oh my God. And it gets worse. You know, he was arrested on animal cruelty charges as well as child neglect charges because his two kids, who were both young, unspecified age but younger than 14, were on the premises and uh, living in probably not so great conditions. Law enforcement uh, got a red flag about this property because they got a call regarding dogs barking at all hours. They walked around, or they showed up, you know, and they saw the man in his backyard with 30 fucking dog kennels, all with dogs jammed in them. They were like, they say handmade kennels. So I'm picturing that as not being very lovely or comfortable. No doubt. For an animal. Um, So they went back to HQ Obtained a search warrant, uh, came back to the house. They found dog fighting equipment. Yeah. Which is the main issue here. Uh, guns, ammo, and cocaine. Oh, shit. Yeah. Plus the two kids. So that's a very bad combination to be caught with. Yeah. But, you know, I see pit bulls, I think, fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's I know I, people use them as weapons. purpose and still, you know, a big purpose of them, yes. Even if you have one pit bull, I think... Oh, I don't really want to go over your house. <laughs> Man, I had to draw on a pit bull <laughs> I, recently. It was like, and oh, I, shit. I'm surprised we've been in the hood for five years, six years now. Six years, yeah. And this is the first time you've had to draw on a stray pit bull. Yeah. It was a, like a mother pit bull that had clearly just given birth because she still had hanging tits, but wasn't pregnant anymore. You know, she wasn't fat, but she had titties. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're moving some rocks. And when we slammed the rocks down, she got all fucking threatened and shit and came out of nowhere out of this tree line. So, oh, I thought I was going to have to shoot the fucking pit bull, but I'm I didn't. I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad too, because it's always some fucking extra nonsense that you have to deal with, you know? Yeah. When it, but, and I don't know whose dog it is, if it's anyone's or if it's just a fucking neighborhood stray dog or right. what's going on. Like, I don't fucking know anything, but yeah. A lot of problems in our area are, well, people don't leash their animals and don't have fences in their yards. So there's a lot of stray dogs, and most of the dogs that are strays in this area are pit bulls. There's a lot of pitties here. Yeah. There's which is a, like, you know. And there's a lot of stray cats that become cat gangs. You meet good pitties, and there's way to do pitties. But yes. around here, it's just not uh, the norm to do it uh, in, a, in a good way. Let's just say that. No, yeah. Here, they're not pets, they're weapons. Yeah. Or def- uh, security alarms. Yeah, or prize fighters, or, you know, a lot of yeah. different things. Yeah, that always makes me sad when you see pit bulls that their faces are all scarred up and shit. Mm-hmm. Whether it's from dog fighting or someone hitting them with the butt of their gun. Because that's what I also think too. I'm like, oh, I'm a terrible person. Seen some fucking wild shit, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, we call it Christmas in the Swope. Christmas in the Swope. Yeah. I've seen a lot of weird shit too. Wild shit, weird shit. Uh, but one thing I'm not interested in seeing is this longest pedestrian suspension bridge that just got built in the Czech Republic. That's a big old nope for me, because I'm not into heights or the suspension bridges. Yeah. 
It's called Skybridge 721. It is 2,365 feet long and 312 feet above the valley below. Damn. They limit 500 people to being on it at a time, which is way too fucking many in my opinion. (laughs) See, this is me going across it. Man, if I'm going across the suspension bridge, I'm the only one on there, okay? Because I don't want it to fucking wiggle. And I'm I'm not looking down. I'm the one right behind you. Waiting until you get to the exact middle to start jumping you up and guess, down. Yes, I know. I know you are that person. That's then why your I'm instinct not going. is to turn around and run, but then you're running toward me, and so then you have to turn around <sighs> again and realize that you're halfway, and you have to go the other half of the way. <sighs> and then I just drop to my hands and knees and I crawl across. You'd okay, because I'm not into this. No, no, passing out's not a fear reaction. It's like a. Tr- it's. The trigger to needles specifically. It's mm. very strange. Or if my if my blood pre- uh, sugar is level or is low or something. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know. Cause okay. She's I, going down right now, guys. Grab the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I podcast from a Shay's Lounge <laughs> in the pole. <laughs> I've already fainted three times. You know? <laughs> but yeah, when I was I've issued I've had issues with passing out while pregnant. I'm not sure what that's all about, but it's not good. It's not good. Not this time and not with the wolf cub. So that what's was, that all about? That was a very easy pregnancy. But yeah, I wouldn't pass out on this bridge. I would just move very quickly across it and I would not stop to take in the sights, which I think is the point of it. It's like, hey, let's look down on this beautiful ba- valley below us. And I don't know. Not interested. If the wind reaches 84 miles per hour, they have to close it. And people who've already, they had like a soft launch where they allowed... 250 people on it just to see if it's gonna be all right do some testing i guess and uh those people are like man that's it's pretty gnarly with just a little bit of wind so yeah count me out i will drive around the valley meet you on the other side um but construction of this pedestrian suspension bridge took two years and cost 8.3 million bucks shit yeah that was a big thing that's a lot of fiat fun coupons no doubt Another big thing is this giraffe calf that was born. I'm an asshole and didn't write down where. Oh, yeah, California. A zoo in California. And uh, poor thing was born with its front limb bending the wrong way. Oh, shit. So it couldn't walk, couldn't uh, get breast milk from its mom, nip milk, whatever you call it, couldn't feed, and uh, was basically abandoned by all the giraffes because it was useless. Yeah. And going to die, thanks to Darwinism. But since it was born in a zoo, there's humans to intervene and save things. So they tried putting braces on it and uh, getting like knee braces and stuff from the pharmacies. And it kept slipping down. Nothing worked, obviously, because it's made for humans and not for giraffe legs. Yes. But they ended up getting in contact with a brace maker and got a custom made corrective brace for the giraffe cap calf and guess what it corrected the problem in 10 days 10 days that's yep. a strike if i ever heard one yeah so it only had to live 39 days with fucked up legs and now it's good uh and they returned it to the gang of giraffes and its mother would not acknowledge it um but there was another female giraffe that has taken it under its legs not mm. to feed you know just to, like show it how to be a giraffe i sure. guess so teach it the giraffe ropes Yep. Yeah, wife, life in the wild. It's tough. Tough love out there. It's a wild zoo life. Yep. Zoo life. In India, there's a couple who are suing their son and daughter-in-law for a grandchild. 
Oh, God. Now, this made national news, but I guess lawsuits like this are very common in India because it's basically a civic duty to take care of your parents uh. and to care for your family and generationally make sure that they're being taken care of and fulfilled emotionally. So they said not having a grandchild is causing serious emotional issues for them and that they can wait no longer. So they want either $675,000 or a child within the next year. Whoa. Um, the money <laughs> is only a fraction of what this man wanting to be a grandpa, grandpa has paid to put his kid through school in America, and he paid for the wedding six years ago. Uh-oh. They've been married for six years, no baby. Um, And put the guy through pilot school. Dude's a pilot. Whoa. So, okay. yeah, he's like, hey, pay me back or give me a grandchild. Yeah, okay. Starting to make more sense now. Yep. So their petition was accepted, and I guess they had a procedural hearing today. So it's moving forward. A hint for the sun. Uh, you just have to leave it in at the end. <laughs> well, he's a pilot, you know. How often is he home? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's wasting his energy on all those stewardesses. I don't know this man. <laughs> me neither. But I don't know. It, personally, for me, it's never made me uncomfortable with older people in my family being like, oh, I can't wait till you have a baby. Oh, I can't wait till you have kids and whatever. Because A, it didn't happen that often. And B, I always wanted kids. Yeah. So, because I have a uterus that functions you, you take me to court though it's a different animal i just give him the kid i mean gee gee you know like that's pretty easy okay i will have sex and leave it in I'd rather do that than pay a, oh, more than half a million dollars yeah i mean if there's fertility issues and that's a whole nother can of worms but i don't think there is though if there's a lawsuit because that seems like something they would be understanding of sure and if that's the case then this son sucks at communicating with his parents and that's sad yeah I'd agree with that. I don't have parents. I have grandparents and great-grandparents, but I still stay on the same page with them. All the generations there, we're on the same page. They know what the fuck is up. Anyway. Wow. Someone who didn't know what was up is this 19-year-old Florida woman who uh, was getting pulled over by cops and then decided to flee. Uh-oh. So, you know, that's always, oh, you're going to jail now. <laughs> Might have got off with a warning, but now we have a police pursuit. That means you're fucked. Yep. However, when they finally stopped her, uh, the cop approached her vehicle and she said, yes, thank you. Getting arrested was on my bucket list. Oh my God. Yep. That's why she made the lanes. She gets another one. Nineteen. Florida woman has her priorities straight. Nineteen. <laughs> oh, I'm finally getting pulled over. This is my chance. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. They do it a little different in Florida. Oh, they sure do. They sure do. I love them for it. Workers at the Ruth Muir Museum in Elkhart, Indiana, opened a safe that had been closed since 1973. Ooh. Here come the 70s flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, they got someone. They found a local who had the code written down. And they were like, oh, thanks. Perfect. And uh, they opened it, and inside was a single piece of paper. And on that piece of paper was insurance information left by a previous owner, and it led to absolutely no money or treasure or anything <laughs> exciting and fantastical. Awesome. Yes. A U-Haul was pulled over in Washington State for having a car jammed into it that was hanging out the back. 
Yeah. It was just for good packing skills. It was being uh, held with a single strap. Efficient, right? I mean, if the strap's tight, you know. It was being held. Yeah. Wasn't rolling off the U-Haul. I mean, we put some sketchy load in uh, with the with the uh, couch in the truck today, so. Oh. At my aunt's place. But the strap is, I mean, the strap, you, you shake the shit out of them couches, do they? And even budge, man. It's fine. It's fine. You just, the problem is, don't drive past a cop. Yeah, that's you all know? you gotta do. You just do. gotta be aware. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this driver was cited for failing to secure a load <laughs> and fined $139. Oh, However, seems low. the driver didn't have a license ah, of course. and the rented U-Haul was overdue for being returned. <laughs> oh, so man. both vehicles were impounded. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Stereotypical Pacific Northwest story. <laughs> oh, you're a traveler, I see. Hmm. <laughs> and finally, on the lanes, a vandal decided to shoot a hole into the big old water tower in Kingsland, Arkansas, which is the birthplace of Johnny Cash. And on this water tower is painted a silhouette of Johnny with his guitar. And they decided to shoot that hole Right into his privates, so oh. it looks like he's taking a big old leak on the town. <laughs> All right, that's pretty funny. I think Johnny would have found that pretty funny. I think so, too. Uh, but, you know, it's a town of 447 people. They're losing 200 bucks of water a day. It's, the, the repair cost is $5,000, which doesn't sound like a lot. They have to drain out the water tower before they can patch the hole okay. and refill it. And then they have to switch everyone to a water line while that repair is underway. But altogether, $5,000, that sounds like a very reasonable budget. But they don't have it in their budget because it's such a small fucking oh, town. that sucks. So, you know, the suspect is facing felony charges if they can ever figure out who did it. <laughs> and the, that felony charge is for tampering with the vital operations of a city. And I just think, man, just make them pay for it. Yeah. In that, my uh, if you can find vigilante guy, justice world i'd be like yeah that was really funny now you can pay to fix it it's like servo said just slap a piece of flex tape on it man man like a perfect use case for flex tape in it you should be a consultant for the town give them that idea and just be like you know what 500 bucks i can just see it right now the slow motion slap right on his fucking wiener oh yeah it'd be glorious just stops the stream right away flex seal that makes nothing but sense always making sense that's that's what the lanes are all about that's right well Thanks for hanging out, Bullers. It's been another great Tuesday, as always. Join us on Sunday as we have a great Bulls with Buds with Viscountess Jennifer. And, uh, of course, every Tuesday night, right after DHM Pluck wraps up, on the Bull After Bull stream, on the No Agenda stream, double streams. Till then, I will always remain Sir Spencer Bull for Kansas City. And I will always remain Dame DeLorean. Till our Bulls with Buds Sunday, round about 7 p.m. Central. May your bulls burn ever brighter. That's a dumb place to keep bulls. What does your lawyer say? He looks pretty smart. That beat the... Nah, nigga, sweet! Honey, you read. Why do you think they call it dope? Can you still smell the Mary Jane? Yes!
kind of a ethereal outro yeah i liked it i liked that retro wave jam neato neato well thanks for listening no generation you are on your way back to that uh crazy podcast playlist that is curated so carefully by sir ryan bimrose have fun with it yeah protocol wow <laughs> looks like i've done another one now i have to chop out all the bullshit